If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their midst. Respected medical lecturer Dr. Frederick Frankenstein learns that he has inherited his infamous grandfather's estate in Transylvania. After arriving at the castle, Dr. Frankenstein soon begins to recreate his grandfather's experiments with the help of servants Igor and Inga and the fearsome Frau Blucher. After he creates his own monster, new complications ensue with the arrival of Dr. Fiance Elizabeth. Welcome to another feature presentation of Midnight Double Feature, and on this episode, we'll be covering 1974's Young Frankenstein, directed by Mel Brooks. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another feature presentation. Tonight, we're doing motherfucking Young Frankenstein. Uh, Zoheb, how are you? I'm good, dude. I believe it's Frankenstein. <laughs> it's pronounced, you're putting me on. Um, <laughs> so um, so this was my pick. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to cover this movie. Um, like we said in the beginning, you guys are listening to a feature presentation episode. These are going to be our longer episodes. We're going to spoil this movie. This is rated you for explicit for a reason. You know, like like Cap says, if anybody wants to get out now, now's the time. So if you're if you if you haven't seen this movie, this forty year old movie, now's the time to get the fuck out of here. Um, but this is one of our feature presentation episodes. Uh, we have a variety of episodes. We have our upcoming attractions episodes. We have our special features episodes, and this is just going to be longer in length. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, this is our I guess what would you say our flagship, our main, our you know what we started doing, um, but now we've got upcoming oh, attractions yeah. hosted by Matt Vella, our other host. Um, so yeah, if you guys are ever interested in upcoming news, anything like that, make sure you check out our other episodes, upcoming attractions as well. Um, but getting back to this, uh, this was my pick. Uh, but I want to hear first. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. It's black and white. It's an old <laughs> as fuck movie. So surprise, surprise. It's Colin's pick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, God, how, how old were your parents when this came out? Like six? <laughs> dude, dude, I'm looking at the, like you said just then that this movie is 40 years old. It's 45 years old. 45 years old. Like, God damn, dude. And it's, I mean, God, I mean, my parents, this is 74. So my parents were like a little younger than me when this movie came out. I'm like, holy shit. When I think about that, I'm like, God, my parents are older. Um, my dad was 10. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally was 10. He was born in 64. So, yeah, he's 10. God, my parents were like out of college. <laughs> um, but I, Dude, I, I, I like that's fantastic. I tell you what, before I jump into this, because I'm going to have to unhinge my jaw and bust out my knee pad for the sock fest that's about to happen with this movie. <laughs> um, but. Why don't you start us off? Tell me what you think of Young Frankenstein. How familiar are you with Mel Brooks or Gene Wilder or any of these type of comedies? You know, like anything like this. I, I think I consider this like airplane, scary movie. Like a lot of these kind of fall into the same uh, kind of like trope. You know what I mean? 
I am so glad you brought up Airplane and Scary Movie. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like synonymous. Yeah. You have to. I I know. I was I was literally I was about to get into that. So, um, before yeah, before we start, because like we're already here, like we're already talking about Airplane and Scary Movie, uh, dude. Uh, those movies are made by the Zucker brothers and Abrahams, Jim Abrahams. Mm-hmm. Um, the the comedy in those movies, like Airplane, Naked Gun, Scary Movie 3 and 4, because you have to remember that Scary Movie 1 and 2 were done by the Wayans, so that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but while we're here, the third one is my favorite. I fucking love that Scary Movie. It's fucking good, <laughs> dude. It, it's, yeah. it's the only one I ever actually saw in theaters. I, I didn't watch 2 until I was much older, and I'm just like, man, I think I like 2 more. But 3 is like, I mean, they're like neck and neck. They're fucking great. I don't really love the first one, though. No, I don't, neither do I. But the third one is my favorite. The third one was the first one that I ever saw in, in ever, ever. So mm. I, yeah, like, but yeah, like those movies kind of have this weird, like, sense of humor about them. Like, they're very, if I had to put it in one, in like one sort of phrase, dad joke. Like, they are full of dad jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these kind of like, if they weren't as exaggerated as they are, like they'd be so eye rolly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so it's like stop horsing around and it's like somebody on a horse. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, so they also made um Top Secret and Hot Shots with fucking Charlie Sheen. I That's love really those, good yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Top Top Secret uh with I believe Val Kilmer, right? Uh I don't I see I know the hot shots, but I don't know Top Secret. I've never seen that one. Top Secret's pretty good, man. I recommend checking it out. Same kind of humor, same same style, same... Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I was introduced to the Zuckers, like that kind of comedy, before uh, Mel Brooks because my history on Mel Brooks is very limited. Very limited. Um, I, I feel like you intentionally pick movies with directors that just completely, <laughs> completely stump me, like John Carpenter. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, man, uh, this was... So I actually watched Spaceballs uh, kind of very fucking recently. Uh, way, I was way too old to watch that movie for the first time. Um, like, I liked it. It was definitely great. It was a bit silly. It was on the silly side of stuff. Um, and I watched Blading, Blazing Saddles not too long after that. So I've seen, I've only seen three Mel Brooks movies, including Young Frankenstein. So I'm very kind of like, very amateur uh mel brooks but i love his i love his style man i love his uh comedy i love his comedy style it's very um it's very old school it's very uh, i don't know how to word it it's very clever comedy like you know what i mean like it's not all slapstick like there is slapstick in there but it's like dude i'm gonna put this out there slapstick is my worst favorite comedy my least favorite comedy i hate slapstick dude. yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty bad it's just cheap. It's cheap laughs, and I'm just not a fan of it anymore. Like I get that it was a big thing. Like you know, when you're when you're older with um fucking uh Jesus Christ, why, who am I? Why am I forgetting him? The three fucking um fuck three shoes. Uh, oh, oh yes, Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> I was like, really? I, for some for some reason, I'm thinking three amigos. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah, I'm just not a fan of like the slapstick stuff. So like the the clever kind of comedy like this, like like you know, like that you get in fucking uh, airplane, airplane especially, dude. I guarantee you, we will cover that movie one day. I oh, love yeah. that movie. Um, 
I, I definitely show up to those kinds of comedies more than anything. Um, and look, you know, we've this is not the first time we've covered comedy on the podcast, right? Like we've covered uh, Superbad, we covered Hangover, and those kind of uh, those are different kind of comedies. Like those rely on a bit more sort of like mature, sort of sort of like adult themes, sort of like crude, crass kind of humor. Whereas these are kind of like old school, uh, you know you can kind of like take your family to sort of thing right like right it's um, super it's just super silly you know it's it's not anything yeah, it's yeah. It, and that, i think that's one of the things that as we get into this it makes this kind of timeless is like the fact that it's not like you know i, I don't know there, there, there's nothing topical it's not political there's nothing kind of crude about it it's not one thing is like taboo and now this isn't really anymore blah 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 like it's kind of timeless for that for that reason exactly that you're talking about Exactly. And that's that's another thing that I was going to get into, man. Like, this is made in 1974, and Mel Brooks has purposefully tried to kind of, like, set it, like, around the 30s, because, like, obviously Frankenstein. So, like, it, it doesn't seem like it's aged. Like, it, like it's aged very well, um, in fact. Uh, just because, like... Um, like, like he's definitely tried to, like the way he shot it, the way he's kind of like gone about, like, you know, the production of it, it, it seems like it's, it's ripped straight from the 1930s, but like, it's done by design. Like it's all, you know, it's, it's fantastic, man. I, I, I definitely dug this movie. Um, like if I want to get into the thoughts or my thoughts on this movie, definitely dug it. This was my first time watching it. Um, and that's. That's mostly due to the fact that I cannot find this movie anywhere, dude. I was telling you off air, um, like, because we did the the competition between Birdcage and Young Frankenstein, um, and Young Frankenstein won, and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, so let me go seek this out. Jumped on JB Hi-Fi, which is, like, a massive, like, franchise store here, like, massive, like, you know, electronics department store. Jumped on that fucking website. Oh, yeah, they don't sell Blu-rays of Young Frankenstein. And I'm not buying a DVD, dude. I'm sorry. I'm one of those fucking old curmudgeons who's just like, I'm not buying a DVD. It's outdated. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, not no Blu-ray. Uh, jumped on iTunes. No iTunes streaming. Like, it's not even listed in the fucking store. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Stan. Uh, like, I, I could not find this movie for the life of me. And uh, this may be the thing that gets the... Uh, podcast pulled out of like off the air but i had to pirate this dude (laughs) (gasps) i had to pirate this bitch (laughs) um dude like there's there's so many bases to cover so uh man gene wilder man gene wilder is a fucking badass in this movie dude i love him in this film (laughs) the only other thing that i've been exposed to him uh was uh willy wonka in the chocolate factory uh i oh sorry and blazing saddles but um i think that man i i think out of out of those three performances that i've been exposed to this is probably the best like this was so fucking good man and like it just like i'm watching it with just a little bit of um a little bit of sadness man because it's just like he was he was a true talent and it's just a shame that he's you know he's gone now so uh yeah like definitely dug it definitely dug his performance uh and one more thing before i pass it off to you uh i guess this is probably our best opportunity to talk about our familiarity with the story of frankenstein um, yeah for sure <laughs> have you read mary shelley's frankenstein did i tried like I don't know, probably ten years ago, I started it and I just I just did not have the patience for it. <clears throat> so I actually need to go back and like give it a, a read because I haven't given it like a fair shake. Really, uh, I think what I what I picked up expecting to read was not 
not what was on the page. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be something else. So I probably need to go back and, and give it another shot, though. But no, I've never. I've never read it. Yeah, it is boring. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, man. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or the Tale of the Modern Prometheus, or whatever the fuck it's called. Fucking boring, dude. I watched it. Uh, sorry, I read it in year ten. We had to read it for English. Um. And uh, I don't remember much about it. I remember that it started off with ships. And I was like, man, fuck this, man. Like, Frankenstein isn't about ships. It's about castles and shit. <laughs> right, yeah. So, I remember that. And I remember, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, dude, this is not what I thought. Like, where, you know, where's the digging the body up and all this other stuff? And like, right. It's like a flashback. You know, starts to like a flashback. I was like, this is just weird. Right, yeah. Like, I I was like, where's all the horror stuff? Like, what what is this? What, like... And the, the the writing, like Mary Shelley's writing isn't like, it, it's very old school, obviously, because it's written ages ago. Um, but yeah, I've, I I don't remember the book very well. Um, I haven't seen the 1931 uh, Boris Karloff film. Um, I have seen the 90s uh, Kenneth Branagh film. Not great. <laughs> I say, of course you have. Not great. Yeah, of course I have. Uh, and I've seen the... Uh, modern masterpiece that is Van Helsing starring Hugh Jackman. So, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Thought I had to chuck that out there. Uh, master, the way, masterpiece of shit, maybe. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I, I was hoping you detected the sense of sarcasm there. Um, but yeah, man, like, I definitely love this movie. This was actually really, really fun to watch. I I had a smile on my face like an idiot the whole fucking time, dude. Um, it's just, It's just really funny. Um, silly, but not space ball silly kind of humor, man. Like I, I was, I was, I was into it. I definitely, definitely dug it. Uh, so really glad to talk about this one. Well, hell yeah, dude. Oh, sorry. I was, <laughs> I was, I was putting my coffee down. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to think of the first time that, so this is the first time that you've seen it before. You've never seen it. No, this was the first time. Okay. See, I, and like the first time I saw it, uh, this was in a, I remember this cardboard box my brother Adam had VHS tapes. And then there was like the Burbs, Silver Bullet, um, Mad Max, this. There's like a bunch of, I mean, pretty much a lot of the stuff that went on to be some of my favorite movies. And I remember this being in there and being like, what the fuck is this? I'd never seen Willy Wonka. I didn't see Willy Wonka until I was like 25. I just never saw it. It, it was it was just wasn't something we grew up with. Um and and it, I mean, it's a good movie. You know, I just I missed the boat on it because I was, you know, I don't know, denied that as a kid, for lack of a better term. I just never was in our wheelhouse of movies. So I don't really have like, oh, as a kid, Willy Wonka, you know, oh, Gene Wilder, that's, you know, Willy Wonka, blah, blah. Like, I didn't I knew kind of who Gene Wilder was, um, but I was familiar with well, uh, Mel Brooks because we had seen um, a big movie growing up here. That's really funny, actually, too, is Robin Hood Men in Tights with Kerry Yules. Have you ever seen that? No, but I do want to. That is on my list. So. It's it's fucking funny, man. It's got Dave Chappelle in it. Like, it's like 95. I was like, holy shit. Is that the one with Alan Rickman? Yes. No, 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 no. Um, or is that the actual that's Robin the Hood? actual one with Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. No. I'll cut your heart out with a rusty spoon. I, I was such a shit lord. <laughs> um, no, that one, it's got, um, oh God, it's it's got Kira Yules and Dave Chappelle. Like Mel Brooks is in it for a little bit as he kind of cameos in a bunch of stuff. But I was familiar with him from Robin Hood Minute Tights to Dracula Dead and Loving It with Leslie Nielsen. Like, I loved those movies as a kid. I own like a lot of his movies. Um, but I'd never, I've still never seen the producers. Um, I, I 
I've seen Blazing Saddles like once. There's like a lot of his filmography that I'm actually kind of like ignorant to. And, you know, most of, most of it just comes from the fact that there's a reason why I saw Robin Hood, Men and Tights and Dracula Dead and Loving It, because it was 93 and 95. You know, so I would have been a little kid when those were coming out. You know, so I probably watched them when I was a little bit older. But I've never seen, you know, History of the World or, you know, uh, I've seen Blazing Saddles like once, The Twelve Chairs. Like there's there's a bunch of his shit that I haven't seen. Um, but he's just, God, Mel Brooks is just this charming, he and, he and Gene Wilder both are these insane, like, charm machines. Like, I read this story. This is this is just something, like, this, like, I don't know, this, this made such an impact on me in realizing who, you know, the kind of person that Mel Brooks was. So I'm a huge fan of this movie. In fact, I've got um, a copy of this book right here. It's actually, like, the making of Young Frankenstein by Mel Brooks. Oh, it's damn. A, it's a fucking book that... That Lindsay got me um, for, I think, Christmas one year. Uh, and it just talks about, like, the making of it and then how everything came to be. So <clears throat> at some point in their apartment, Gene Wilder and Mel uh, – I almost said Mel Gibson. Mel, Mel Brooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gene Wilder and Mel Gibson. Uh, um, fucking if, hell. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to. <laughs> um, dude, dude. Mel, like, like uh, fucking – uh, Mel Gibson uh, hating the Jews. <laughs> oh, dude! Oh my God! Like, and you got to mix up with fucking Mel Brooks, like the Jew. <laughs> they just come walking out of a room, and like both of them have bloody noses and black eyes, and their, <laughs> and their shirts are all torn up. And they're just like, "Well, we worked it out somehow." Um, no, I. Uh, there's the story of of Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder talking about this one night in Gene Wilder's apartment, and it just devolves into like a screaming match over something, over some scene. They were just arguing with each other. Mel Mel Brooks slams the fucking door, leaves the apartment, gets you know gets down to the to the to the street below, gets on the payphone, calls Gene Wilder, and acts like some of his one of his neighbors. He's like, "Who the hell do you think you are to have people yelling in there at three o'clock in the morning?" Blah blah blah. And they were like, "That was just like." And Gene Wilder knew who it was. He was like, "That's just Mel's way of like apologizing." Like he couldn't come out and say he was sorry. Like he wow. just couldn't. But like, to, but he could. He could go down. He could five minutes come back later and make a joke about something and just to prove that it's it's cool. Like it's all right. Like this is not a big deal. And I was like, dude, that mean like I I do that a lot. Like, like I get into arguments with people and, you know, like, and I can make fun of it later and it makes some people uncomfortable. They're like, oh, dude, I mean, why would you bring that up? You know, blah, blah. I'm like, because I'm over it. It's funny. Like, it's funny to talk about now. Like, and the, it, like, some people just want to, like, forget about shit. But I'm like, no, nah, that's how I conquer shit. And I'm just like, dude, I'm over it. If I can make fun of it, I'm over it. Like, that's just the way that I am. And <clears throat> I grew up watching. Yeah, I can get on board with that mentality for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up watching a lot of his. Uh, like I said, a lot of his younger stuff, not a lot of his older stuff. Um, but I remember just falling in love with this movie when I saw it. And I was like, what is this? I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, even, even you know, stuff like Dracula Dead and Loving It and Men in Tights. I mean, it's nothing like this. Like, th those are like goofy as fuck movies. And this one is silly. It's it's very silly, but it's it's really it's really warm and charming. And I saw something in this book. They're like, we need this to be a little sad. We need this to be a little bit scary and we need this to be um, a, like a little bit like charming. Like we need all of that mixed into one. And I was like, dude, you fucking nailed it. That is exactly what this movie is. It, it's 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 not really scary. There's a couple of parts that are like, oh, that's kind of spooky. You know, it's spooky. It's not really scary. But I I fall in love with that kind of like 
I bet you this is in Tim Burton's collection somewhere, you know? Like, there's so much, like, gothic shit about it that I fucking love. And I, I just love Dude, that kind of stuff. Tim Burton watches this while masturbating, I guarantee <laughs> you. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, yes, it's all dark and shit. <laughs> yeah. now, fucking min- meanwhile, Helena Bottom Carter's over there like, Tim, what are you doing again? <laughs> I'm going out with Johnny. Um, now, how familiar are you with, like, the old school, like, legit universal monsters, like Dracula, Frankenstein, all that shit? Not very familiar. I haven't seen any universal monster movie, um, even though I know, obviously, what they are. Oh, man. I mean, and I'm not you You get those people that are just like just because something's old and there's like, oh, those yeah. man, those yeah, are the no, fucking that's, classics. That's, and you're like, fuck yeah. off, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not it's not like I'm I'm the opposite, like where it's like, oh, they're too old, so I'm not going to watch it. Like, I I will watch them. Like, there's just never been like an opportunity or like I've never been like, oh, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to watch the fucking 30, like 1931 Frankenstein movie. Like, it's never just it's never just come up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never just kind of like had the urge to watch it, I guess. See, now, when I was growing up, we, we had cable or satellite for a really small amount of time. And I used to watch Sci-Fi Channel all the time, though. They had this awesome show hosted by motherfucking Christopher Lee called The Haunting Hour. And oh, it, yes. it would just be him sitting in a chair. And he's like, now back to Masters of Horror. And I'm like, oh, God, that Masters of Horror, that's what it's called, not, not The Haunting Hour. Um, but he would just play these like old school black and white universal like kind of monster movies. So I remember we had... Um, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, like on VHS, ripped off the TV, and I was like, dude, it's it's. I mean, it's stupid. It's kind. Of, it's it's like there. A lot of it is fucking cheesy, and it doesn't it doesn't really hold up. But it's still like a great movie. Like I remember watching that with my brother. In fact, for 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 Christmas one year, I got him the like the Blu-ray package of like Frankenstein and Frankenstein versus the Wolfman because we watched it like all the time, and um. I, I, that, that's where I first fell in love with it. Like, I love the Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman. I've seen Dracula. You know, I actually haven't seen Boris Korloff's Frankenstein, but I've seen like the mummy movies with him in them. Um, just because that was like a staple of my childhood. Like I said, obviously, you know, my parents were a little bit older. My, me, my grandparents, like, God, I mean, they, they were, I mean, I was the youngest of four. So they were a lot older by the time I came around. So this is the kind of stuff we watched, you know, Walton's Little House on the Prairie, fucking Murder She Wrote, you know, shit like that, like older TV shows. And, like, so seeing this kind of stuff again, seeing this stuff like parodied, because it's the only thing that's ever parodied like Universal Monster movies. And I think that's so interesting. It's the it's it has such a unique taste to it because nothing else, if anything came out and parodied a Universal Monster movie, someone would go, you're just trying to rip off Young Frankenstein. It's like, dude, that that they are like the first one to plant the flag there. And I think that's fucking fantastic. Um, the the kind of atmosphere on the set that I was reading about was like, dude, if I had a time machine, I would just want to hang out on that set for just a day. Um, they said it's like, like by the by the time that like production was wrapping up, um, there's a scene that got deleted of everybody walking down the stairs at the end as the credits like roll. Um, and they deleted it just for like time's sake and stuff. But they were, they were saying that like the shit was over with like principal photography and everything. And they just kept adding scenes because nobody wanted to go home. And I was that's like, awesome. Um, I, I was like, man, that's it's it's crazy to like hear about the chemistry. It's crazy to hear about. And I just I did that. I, I feel it's like wild. Yeah. I feel like I with it. I with this whole um, I feel like with this. I whole, heard it. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> um, Don't worry, man. <laughs> but there, there's a quote by uh, Mel Brooks. I was reading that book. 
that he said, um, you know, everybody had gone home and he was like leaving and Gene Wilder was sitting on a, on the bed on the set. And he was like, what are you doing, Gene? And like, he, it was like the last day of production. And Gene's like, I think I got a couple more scenes that I can put in here that will be really cool. And he's like, Gene, it's done. You know, it's great. It'll be a really great movie. And he's like, and he just put his head in his hands and he kind of started to cry. And he was like, I don't want to go home. He's like, I, I, this is the best my life has ever been right now. He's like, this is fucking fantastic. I've had so much fun. Like, I don't want to go home. I want, I want to keep playing. And like, I was like, God damn, God, man. that's awesome. I know. And I was like, God, they said it was just unnatural. The chemistry between these people, like, there was no real egos clinging around. Even though you had a lot of like, it was an ensemble cast. Um, and I was like, dude, this is so. It's so fucking awesome to hear that because I think. I think way too fucking often people throw away, throw, throw around the term, man, they don't make them like they used to. And it's like, no, this is a they don't make them like they used to. Like nothing yeah. like this. This will never be made again. Nothing will come close. If you try to remake this, I don't know what I'll do to you, but it'll be violent and dark and wet and uh, you won't like it. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, like it's, it's, it's awesome because like. When when there's when there's such great chemistry between the cast and crew, like it it's awesome when it it's reflected in the actual final product, and um, it it just feels like everyone's having fun on this set. Like you know what I mean? Like even even if you had not told me that trivia, even if you had not told me any of that behind the scenes stuff, I would have probably guessed that these guys had the greatest time on set. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they were they said just just the chemistry between them was absolutely fantastic. And that um, T- Terry Gar, you know, the she plays Inga. She and Gene Wilder apparently wound up like really falling in love on the Smoke set. Show. Oh my god! Uh, have you ever seen? You seen Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah, yeah. What uh, is she in that? She is. She's in Dumb and Dumber. She's the one when, uh, when uh, I guess Harry is meeting Mary, and she's like, uh, "Oh, she, you know, Mary's been looking for someone to hit the slips up." What do you say? She's this very oh. that's fucking Mary's stepmom in the movie. I was like, "Holy shit." Um, that's wild that's yeah. wild and, and, and I mean like you were saying it's so sad the loss of Gene Wilder but also Marty Feldman has died Peter Boyle has died Madeline Kahn has died like Terry Gar and I think Cloris Leachman and Mel Brooks are like the only people alive like from this movie um, Peter Boyle met his wife on set she was like doing an article for Rolling Stone so like every I mean people were just apparently falling in love left and right it was just like a fucking awesome place to be um, which ended up Dude, kind speaking of speaking of Oh, go speaking ahead. of age, sorry, just quickly, Colin. Uh, speaking of age, Jane Hackman. Oh fuck! I was hoping you didn't catch that. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna be like, surprise, bitch. No, no, no. I picked up immediately, dude. I was fuck. just like, <laughs> I was just like, his voice and his face, like, is too. It's too like, it's too obvious. Um, but man, you you know he's eighty nine this year. God damn no! I, I, well, damn it! I guess it makes sense. I mean, this is seventy four. He's probably thirty here. He'd won three Oscars by this point, or been nominated for them. Damn, yeah, because yeah, yeah, would he, would he had, Superman? Had he done Superman by this point? Uh, so, uh, Alan Michael Pauls, I'm so sorry, but I can't pull out the year <laughs> for Superman right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he did French Connection. Um, mm-hmm. He did uh, I Never Sang for My Father, which is another one that he won, uh, got nominated for. Oh no, he won for that. And uh, Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. Ooh. So yeah, man, he'd already won three Oscars. Yeah, I was hoping you hadn't noticed. I did. I, I, I had to read about that. I knew, I never knew that 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 was Gene Hackman. But um, but yeah, I I absolutely love this movie. It's one of the best movies ever made. This has been put into the National Library of Congress. Uh, this has been put into uh, American Film Institute's top thirteenth out of one hundred 
funniest films of all time. Um, it's been I, I, I can't remember what the um, it's been put in like I think like the National Library or something for preservation just because it's it's like it, it's like for the ultimate level of artsmanship and craft and satire blah blah. So it's like it, like you know basically this is legendary. This needs to be saved for like generations to come. And unfortunately. Man, I don't feel like a lot of people my age have seen this, and it fucking sucks. Like, I was like, dude, you're crazy. And, like, I am a man out of time some, sometimes because I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm like, dude, have you guys ever seen – you know, and, and I still love Happy Gilmore and Dumb and Dumber, and I love some newer stuff too. But, like, especially, uh, you know, as I've talked about a dozen times, fucking uh, Edgar Wright, but – Old, these older comedies and should just get like lost in time. And I'm like, man, this fucking sucks because there's such funny movies that are just like, oh, what is that? Is it old? Yeah, it's, it looks old. Now we're going to go see The Hangover. Yeah. We're going to go yeah. see The Hangover 12. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, like, uh, dude, like, like that shit. Like, I totally get that sentimentality because, like, it's, I, I, I love Airplane. Like, Airplane might be for me what this is to you because I, I, like, I just, I don't know. But anyway, so I made my brother watch it. And, like, you know, he did, like, kick and scream at the side. He's like, oh, it's old. It's in the 70s. And, um, he ended up loving it, dude. And now, like, I catch him, like, watching it, re- like, rerunning it, you know? So it, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, get over that little speed bump, like, right at the start where it's just like, oh, it's old. Um, like just cause it's old doesn't mean you're not going to enjoy it, man. Like it's, it, it has that kind of like innocence to it as well, because you're not coming into it with all this like political shit that today's like, like, like social commentary films would have like in comedies. So right, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, <coughs> But I, I fucking love this movie. I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Uh, I think it is an all-time classic. Uh, I've Top 10? Do what? Is it in your top 10? Yeah, oh, yeah. In comedies and probably just movies in general. Oh. Like I, I fucking love Young Frankenstein. I always have. Good I call. always will. It, it's, it's one of the best films of all time. It, it's very. If somebody doesn't like this movie, I don't trust them. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> I, I immediately have like fucking eyes, eyes sideways for you. I'm like, how do you not like this movie? It's it's just it's fucking fantastic. Um, I was scared to like watch this movie and <laughs> and formulate my opinions on it because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm gonna get shanked. Right, you're sitting there thinking you're just like, I don't think I like this movie. And in the back of your head, you're, I'll cut you, bitch. You're like, I, I like this movie. I like this movie. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, now that we spent fucking half an hour talking about our opening thoughts, I say we just go ahead and jump right into this bitch. What do you say? Let's get into this bitch, dude. Word. Um, so yeah, like I said, this is uh, Gene Wilder actually co-wrote this movie with Mel Brooks. Um, there's a lot of like behind the scenes stuff. Mel Brooks usually <laughs> makes a lot of cameos. He tell he told Mel, Mel Brooks like I'll let you direct this, but you can't make a cameo. He's like it'll break the you know the reality of stuff because everybody knows who you are. So he was like yeah oh sure okay sure I'll do that. So there's a lot of like like Mel Brooks like shit in here though like when he's throwing the darts and you hear that Row! like that cat screech that's Mel Brooks yeah also the wolf right right yeah and shit like that like he's always he's always got little parts in here um but uh, like immediately right at the beginning you have this guy wrestling a will out of a dead body <laughs> <laughs> like like prying it from like someone's cold dead hands <laughs> right literally and I was like god damn dude um and we see him taking the will from Baron von Frankenstein, uh, and then we cut to this medical, I guess, what do you want to call this, class, I guess, just talking like shop. Like classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we're introduced to Gene Wilder as Dr. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Um, what did you think watching this for the first time and getting this feel for Gene Wilder right here in this opening scene? Yeah, man. Like, like he's... 
he's very um he's very understated. Uh like 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 this opening scene, I just thought he was a little understated. Like he's not because you know, if you if you think about my sort of like history of watching uh Gene Wilder um, from this to Blazing Saddles and and uh, obviously Willy Wonka and the, Cho- and the Chocolate Factory, he's a lot more bombastic in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, you know, despite that last sort of like scene in the office where he's just like, you know, get out, like go away, like, you know. Um, so it was, it was really weird to kind of like see him like be a bit, you know, a little more chilled out, but like he's not, at the same time, he's still, it feels like at any moment he's about to explode. Like that's that's the feeling that I get. No, yeah, hundred percent. I I think that he's he, he's very refrained in this. They actually said offset that that Mel Brooks had a code and Gene Wilder would come up to him and he would tell him either code orange or code blue. Code orange was you're coming in too hot, cool down. And if it was code blue, he's like you're too low, pick it up. And he's like, and that's it. That's the only direction he would give him because he like he he didn't really need to. And this this is where I end up getting like I falling in love with these people who write and star in these films, like, like Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, because once you, I mean, it's, you write, let's say you write it, you know, front, uh, you know, now it's pronounced I goal. You know, when you have somebody who's doing that, like they have to know the context that you wrote that in. And when you have somebody who's already on the same page with you, that's why these comedies work. When you have a writer who's also a director or an actor or an actor who's also the director, they're, they're all kind of in on it in the, in the flow of things. When you get somebody who's just doing one of those and it's not, you know, you, you get somebody who's just acting, it's like they can kind of run with their own interpretation of things. And it's different when you have somebody in on the writing process and, and things as they're written. Like the, he said this, one of these scenes where they first meet, he, you know, actually the one I was just referencing, um, where they first meet at the train station is verbatim what he wrote the first time on a legal notepad. Because he was like, dude, it, it was just there. He's like, I didn't really need to change it. Um, but I, I love I love this opening scene. I want to punch this fucking cunt in the face so yeah, bad. me too, dude. Like, just shut the f- like, like he's like, oh yeah, but your grandfather did this. Like, shut up. Aren't you the least bit curious about your grandfather's? Bra- oh my god! Like, uh, Mel Brooks was like, we all hated him on set, like his character, but he was so nice. <laughs> he was like such a nice guy, but we all fucking hated him just because he's such a little twat. But sir, like he's just oh, such a pencil pushing little fucking asshole. Like God, I you can hate- say. Like, like I, I, I love watching this scene because, like, you can kind of see just under the surface of Gene Wilder's face, like it's just bubbling away. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and and in watching this, I was like, man, I'm like, if I had to pick, like, I was thinking about I, for some reason, I saw Gene Wilder, I started thinking about the Ghostbusters films, and I was like, man, I don't know why I'm thinking about Gene Wilder now in these Ghostbusters movies, but I was like, Gene Wilder would have been a great Ghostbuster. He would have fit in totally. fucking so well with that. Like, he he's definitely in my dream team of like Ghostbusters that I want. Um, but this whole scene is just fucking fantastic. You know, him, um, I don't really care for like this whole thing with, you know, Mr. Hilltop and putting the thing on the back of his neck and kicking him in the nuts. It's like, it's funny when you're 14, but honestly, now I'm just kind of like, eh. The, the funniest part of the whole thing is when he's willing him off. He's like, he's like, and in conclusion, just give him an extra dollar. He's like, <laughs> like, like, I fucking love that part. I'm laughing my ass off. But the whole getting kicked in the nuts thing, I was like, nah, you know, I'm not, this is not, yeah, that's uh, the slapstick it, stuff. It doesn't work in Carrot Top's chairman of the board. It's not going to work yeah. in this. Like, it's 
just doesn't work for me. But this whole thing, this whole speech is great. Um, you know, you have more of a chance of reanimating this scalpel than you do of fixing a broken nervous system. I'm like, well, he, he like you said, that bubbling is just right under the surface. And he just, it's like you pour the Coke too quickly and it starts fizzing up like right towards your face. Like, oh my, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like it's about to fizz over. Right. But at first it just seems so like small and, and, and kind <laughs> of like tidy. And then it just explodes with this rage. And he does that a couple of times. It's just fucking great. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I love the I love the nice hopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice hop. <laughs> uh, um, also, what do you know about uh, Mr. Hilltop? Do you know much about this actor? Because I did a little bit of reading. No, I didn't look at all. So it's it's kind of interesting because this guy actually had emphysema. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, like he actually had emphysema, and like um, you know, after after each sort of like take, the the casting crew would like ask him if he's okay, but he would always ask for cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> he would always ask for cigarettes, and they like they'd just be like awkwardly be like, uh, okay, <laughs> Jesus man, like at, like it, at that point at that age, it's like, well, no man, don't do it. You might live. It's like, oh yeah. fuck it, just smoke the cigarettes. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Liam Dunn. Liam Dunn is his name. Honestly, like I in that Bell Books book, uh, Mel, Mel, <laughs> that Mel Bell Books book. I know. When I was looking through it, I saw his. I was like, "There's a whole page about him," and I was like, "Really? The guy has no lines." <laughs> I was like, "Whatever," and I just skipped it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's also, uh, I believe, yeah, he's also in Blazing Saddles. He played Reverend Johnson. I can't remember that. That. Oh, guy. okay. I dude, I've only seen that once. Um, same, same. What did you think of that one? I I dug it. Uh, I def I didn't. You know, it probably out of the three Jane Wilder movies that I've seen, it's, it might be at the bottom, but it's still definitely funny. Yeah, no, it's it's been such a long time that I've seen it. it I mean, last time I saw it was probably on fucking VHS, like no shit. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's old school. Uh, Richard Pryor's awesome in it, though. I- I'm not interested in death. The only thing that concerns me is the preservation of life. <laughs> fucking stabs himself in the lit glass. <coughs> Dude, like Dis- the way dismissed. he hides it and covers it up. <laughs> oh, you could I, uh, the pad on his leg is just so obvious. Like that, and that's yeah. what's great about these movies. They don't try to hide this shit. It's like you're in on the joke that they're in on. Like, of course, it looks ridiculous. It's fucking right. great. That makes it ten times funnier to me. I um I read that uh apparently, apparently Jane Wilder used to be very notorious for just like cracking up during takes and shit and yeah. just like laughing and blowing them like Cloris Leachman like lost her shit at him apparently but uh like during this moment especially like they uh, apparently like Mel Brooks had to like <laughs> like come in really tight on his face or like I, I don't know he had to like kind of find a way to edit around it because he just started laughing immediately after this. Yeah, dude, and I I watched the outtakes. I watched the documentary about the making of this, and they said that at one point the people were laughing so hard the fucking camera operator was had to be like watched <laughs> over when he because he said he would start laughing and the camera would shake. Or That's during awesome. the, the first time Peter Boyle rips off putting on the Ritz, they had to give all the people in the crowd paper towels to bite down when they were laughing to like cover their mouths with and shit and. And Mel Brooks is like, I go out, I buy like a box of tissues or like a roll of t- paper towels. We do like two of those scenes. That's it. I look back and it's an empty box. Every single person had to get one. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking Damn. great. Um, but, um, but yeah. Also, this- um, sorry, sorry just quickly. Scalpel in the, in the leg. Did that not remind you of Ricky Bobby? Oh yeah, kind of did. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I just, I guess I remember the good one. That did it. You yeah, know? yeah. That, no, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, he's inherited the will from his great-grandfather, Baron uh, Beaufort von Frankenstein. Uh, Frederick travels to Europe to inspect uh, the property. Um, this train station shit fucking cracks me up, especially with Madeline Kahn, uh, which I oh actually- Oh my God. I, I watched her a little bit on the Cosby show back in the day, you know, before, you know, obviously he's a horrible monster. Um, but she- No, no, tell me more. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh I didn't hear about that. Um, <laughs> but- um, but no, I I love Madame Con in this. She's fucking great. She originally read for Inga, and she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, I want to play Elizabeth. And they're like, what? Like, and like he was like, I can't believe she wanted to, she wanted to play Elizabeth. But as soon as they brought in Terry Gar, Terry Gar hit him with that German accent, and then Madeline Con slipped right in. It's just like stuck up rich girl kind of shit. And it was like it just clicked. It was perfect. Everybody knew exactly who they were playing. And I was like, God, that's fucking so great. She's yeah, she's Madeline Kahn's fantastic in this dude. Like, especially this scene here. <laughs> like, because we all all men have had this situation with their girlfriends or wives. Like Oh, I'm gonna say bye to you, or like give you a hug or something. No, I just did my hair. Or no, right. watch the nails. Like that bullshit. It's so right. fucking. It's so relatable. <laughs> no, it's like I just did my makeup. Stop. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, dude. Like, like I, I, like I gotta hug someone, and then she's just like, oh, you're wearing dark clothes. It's gonna smear the makeup. Yeah. Like, you know, like my makeup's gonna smear you like on your clothes. Like, fuck off. I, I I love uh I love this whole scene with them leaving. It's it's fucking great. Taffeta dear, taffeta dar. No, the dress is taffeta. It wrinkles it's so fantastic. easily. Like, dude, I could I could sit here and quote you this movie all back to back to back to back. Like this so fucking quotable, so great. Oh, there comes that hard mat again. Like everything everybody is so fantastic in the roles. It's like it's not that it's easy <laughs> to remember, it's hard to forget. Like it's it's so fucking well done. Um but uh, Frederick gets on the train. Uh, I love this couple on the train. You know, he was at it again. Well, let him, let him. They're saying the exact same thing in German when they're on the yeah. train, like the exact same thing. I read that. Um, yeah. There is this famous song that I, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It was a joke that always flew over my head. The uh, uh, Chenuga Chuchu is the name of the song. And it's a reference to this, you know, track 29. Hey, boy, won't you give me a shine? Um, it was it, it, like, I've never heard the song. It flew right over my head for years. And finally, my parents were watching it years ago. My dad goes, you don't know what that means, do you? And I was like, no. <laughs> he was like, I, he's like, it's, it's a song by like Glenn, Glenn something from the seventies. I was like, oh, okay. Fuck if I know. Um, but it's, it's one of the only things I think even Mel Brooks said, he's like, it's one of the only jokes that like, it's, it's even remotely topical and has to do with the time and it, it just it did, does not hold up because it has it's a reference it's a it's a reference to something of the time and it just didn't. right it, it dates it yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah i dude i i, I don't want to go past um i love the <laughs> next stop new york and then it's like <laughs> and then transylvania from there like like what what, what are you where how are you making these connections right yeah it's, and it's literally like he's sitting in the same transylvania next time it's like the same conductor everybody on the yeah. train is the same um uh, but um you know he gets to the station uh dr frankenstein uh the first shot of marty feldman holy shit what did you think about this guy dude um Man, like, like I, I knew that there was going to be an Igor character in this. Like, there had to be because you can't have a Frankenstein story without him. But um, it's it it was kind of unsettling. Like, I was just like, "Wow, you are <laughs> <laughs> you have some papers." <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like honestly, this first shot is awesome. Like, like I love the voice. I love, I love the the you know that that stock lightning sound in the background that crashes and shit. It's it's cool. I dig him. Um, in terms of Igor in throughout the whole movie, though, if Jane Wilder wasn't in this, he would be the MVP. Oh, dude, w- without a doubt. Like, there's they said Marty Feldman was the one. I mean, and he died really young, really sad. But I know. He, he, was, he was a constant chain smoker. He was just this, like, always fidgeting, ready to go, like, high strung guy. And they're like, dude, he just brought that to set every day. And it was like lightning in a bottle. I was like, God, that's so fucking awesome, dude. Um, but I'm just I, like, if you can you please just like not open your eyelids anymore because you're they, they are going they're going to fall out, dude. Right, yeah, and and it's it's so funny because it, it, you know he he meets him, Doctor Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. You're putting me on. He's like, no, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Well, why isn't it Frederick Frankenstein? It's not. It's Frederick. It's like, hmm. He's like, oh, you must be Igor. No, it's pronounced Igor. It's like, dude, up up into, up into that point, no, it is fucking it is fucking. It is fucking Igor, but he's so pissed at him for being caught himself something else. He's like, no, fuck you. It's, yeah, no, you know what? Fuck you. It's Igor. <laughs> I love it. I love I love this, like, petty conversation that's happening in this very serious moment. It's right, fantastic. yeah, 100%. And, uh, and I love the sets that they have, man. Like, when they're riding oh, through in a couple of minutes and we see, like, the, the fog through the trees and shit, I'm like, I want to go walking through that shit so fucking bad. Like, that looks so much like, A, a Tim Burton set from hell, but then, like... Also, it looks just like the Wolfman with Lon Chaney. That's one of my favorite Universal Monster movies. Uh, and it's just fucking fantastic. It's it's really, really, really well done. Hell yeah, um, man. Like the production design in this film is 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 outstanding. Like we'll get to um the equipment like in the castle and shit like later, but Oh yeah. When he's when he's standing here at the train station, um, like the the, the cinematography as well, like it seems so like obviously, you know, shot in black and white on purpose, but it seems so noir, it seems so like China town like I, I love that kind of like aesthetic of it it's fantastic yeah the funny part was the cinematographer you know he knew they wanted to shoot in black and white but regular black and white isn't as saturated as, as he was saying so they started watching the daily reels and mo brooks was getting pissed and and gene water goes well hey hold on mel he's like we never we just told him black and white we never told him the exact kind of look that we wanted so he was like he's like gene was just the nicest guy on set like mel could get start getting irritated but gene was always there to like smooth things over um and and it was so funny because you know he said mel brooks was kind of a dick to him and then they they finally they 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 saturated the shit out of this um three weeks later they're looking at these dailies and mel gibson or mel brooks looks at the cinematographer and he goes you know I'm glad I didn't fire you three weeks ago. And he goes, fuck you. You're glad I didn't quit. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's fucking great. That's, that's so funny. Um, yeah, and- I, uh, I I haven't really heard of this. Uh, I haven't seen any of, of this other, this cinematographer's other films. His name is Gerald Hirschfeld. But he's definitely, he's worked with like big, big directors like Sidney Lumet um, and Michael, Michael Crichton as well. Yeah, he's definitely old school. Like he he's a he's an old school like cinematographer. As I'm watching this, I'm like, man. I mean, this guy. I watched the making of documentary from like '98 or '99, and he's like 70 in that. I was like, oh, okay, shit. And like he's all out there. Um, but this whole scene is fucking hilarious. Uh, you know this. You are you know um this you know what walk yeah this way and hands him the cane and he walks. Oh my god, man! I was in stitches. Like now, do you <laughs> do you want to know what this inspired? What? Think what famous American rock song has those three words in it? Oh yeah, I read it. Uh, Aerosmith. Uh, yeah. Fucking, 
Yeah, yeah. What, what's the what's the song though? Fuck. Walk this way. <laughs> it's literally called Walk This Way. <laughs> said three words. It's, I was like, really? It's it's early. It's early. Um, yeah, but yeah, Steven Steven Tyler apparently was like super inspired, right? Well, this is this is the story on uh, ultimateclassicrock.com. This is according to bassist Tom, uh, Tom Hamilton, the final touch of inspiration came from a screening of the Mel Brooks classic Young Frankenstein. There's a part where the main character arrives at the train station in Transylvania and he's met by his classic evil assistant who takes a suitcase for him and hobbles down the steps and says, walk this way. And to humor him, he follows him down the steps the same way he told Spin Magazine. So we told Stephen, you've got to call the song Walk This Way. And Stephen was like, you can't tell me what the fuck to call the song. I haven't even written the lyrics yet. But we told, well, him, he, we told him he had to do it, so he did. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, this is 74. That comes off of Toys in the Attic in 75. So, like, yeah, the, I mean, their album, uh, Toys in the Attic, 75, up, so it makes sense. Up. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this whole this whole thing is great. My favorite, I think it might be my favorite part of this movie when he's like, "Oh, you know, of course the rates have gone up," and he's like, "Oh no, yeah, we'll get along." And he pats that fucking hump, and he's like, "Oh," uh. <laughs> and he kind of pauses and he goes, "I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm a rather brilliant surgeon. I could get rid of that hump for you." What hump? Yeah, what hump? <laughs> and just it's so quiet. And I wish, I wish we had the visuals to go with this because Gene Walter's face, he just kind of looks around and he's like moving his lips without any sound. He's like, uh, <laughs> and he stops. His he goes, reaction. He goes, "Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, dude. I love it so much. Like that, uh, uh, like all of the jokes with his hump, like are, are fantastic. Like the way it like moves, like from left to right. Improvised. <laughs> he improvised that shit. He's, really? They, oh. they, they said Marty Feldman would swap it back and forth, and after like a week, somebody finally noticed, and they were like, "Oh, that's got to go in. That's, that's awesome. going in." Um, but this is where we're also introduced to Inga, fucking Terry Gar. Oh my god, dude! It's like Jesus Christ. And she she said when she auditioned, she said it, it, I got the script. It was all boob jobs. So I went in there with like this push up bra stuffed with like socks in it and made my tits look huge. And I got the part. Nice. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I was I was weirded out because my uh, one of my best friends' name is Inga, and uh, I've never met anyone else named Inga. So I was just like, oh. Hi, Inga. <laughs> no, yeah, I've definitely never met an Inga. Like Jesus, that's yeah. that's that's yeah. that sounds like some fucking. <laughs> that, that sounds oh, like she, some, she's Croatian. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that sounds like some conqueror shit. Um, yeah, but um, this whole thing. Would you like to have a roll and say hey? Um, this this whole scene is 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 fucking fantastic. The hayride limo that they have. This like huge oh, long limousine. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous, man. Um. And, you know, we can't just keep going over every single joke, though. Like, we've got to skip over some of this stuff. You know, that wolf, their castle. I mean, it's hilarious. If you're watching this, you've seen the movie. It's fantastic. Um, but this this bit of them getting to the castle. Um, okay, there's a common misconception here because the joke is, you know, every time they're saying Frau Blucher that they're, that they're neighing. Now, I've heard for years that uh, Frau, Blucher, Frau Blucher in German means horse glue. And that's why the horses are freaking out. Ah. Oh. Now, that's not true. I actually read that oh. in that book today, the one written by Mel, Mel Brooks, where he was saying, no, he's like, I wish we were that smart, but it's just not, that's just not the case. And he's like, you know, <laughs> it, it would have been funny. He's like, we he's like, he got it from some other movie, <clears throat> but he was like, I, I, he's like, I honestly wish that was the truth, but it's just not. Um, 
But this whole running gag of them saying, you know, Frau Blocher and the name, the fact that it comes back so many times, um, it, it, it feels it feels it feels like, you know, the greater good. Everybody says the greater good after the greater yeah. good in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. It's like, dude, this feels like such a throwback to those kind that, that, that kind of humor. It's great. Um, I love it. It, it. I also um, like this is this is stupid fucking toilet humor, but I love it. Nice knockers. Oh, dude. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I have a sick dude, Terry Gar, twelve year old me was like, I'm whew, I'm fucking I'm gonna fire blank both my nuts later to this fucking chick. So like, good dude, lord. Twenty five year old me. <laughs> um th- no she's just, like i i had such a crush on her growing up and like like i and then i saw dumb and dumber and i was like whoa i was like i mean she's still a gorgeous lady but shit i did not think that was her she, it's like did you get shorter that's <laughs> like you t- like she seems so tall in this um and apparently her and um Oh God, Gene Wilder wound up just kind of hitting it off on the set, which Gene uh, like, and that's I, it, it's an interesting time to touch on this because Gene Wilder was kind of like a ladies' man. He was married yeah. like four times. I heard um, that like he was, he slayed some ass. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, I, I I'm watching this um, this interview with him a long time ago, and I can't remember what the show is called. And it's a little bit later in his career, and he was like, you know, basically he had um. He had fallen in love with this woman named Gilda Radner. She was one of the she was on SNL in the early days. I think she might have even been an original member. Um, but she the, after being married so many times, they got married and uh, he was like, I'm in love. This is it. She died of cancer like really young. Uh, it was really sad. So then he only remarried one time after that. Then they were you know together until he died. Um, but. <clears throat> The funny thing is, I'm watching this interview, and he's talking about being married to Gilda Radner now. And he's like, it took. He's like, it took the love of, 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 um, of several, uh, of several women, you know, to get, you know, myself right where I was appreciative of women and I respected them a lot more and I knew what love was, blah blah. And he's and the interviewer's like several, huh? And he's like, um, he's like, well, three or four. And he goes, some say several would be five to seven. He goes, well, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, the guy is all fucking class, dude. Like, love that man. He's so witty and he's so that's, clever. That's like a li- like a like a real life Bond, <laughs> right? Right. And like, there is something about Gene Wilder that like, <coughs> like I wish more people had that. People just don't like everything has to be a dick or a fart joke or something crude or some making fun of somebody. And it's so hard to find humor these days. That's like. I don't want to say not offensive to anyone because that's just that's just not going to happen. But like the fact that she, like this silly humor, it's just not there anymore. And it's like, man, it, it, and it sucks. Like, I don't feel like I think the scary movie were kind of like the last gasp of that. Like, I, I haven't seen anything like that since. Um, I agree. And, and they were absolutely inspired by by these by these movies. I mean, there's no denying that. Um but it's just so sad to see, and that's why I love seeing stuff like Shaun of the Dead. I think Shaun of the Dead is kind of a, a throwback to even these kind of movies. Anything that's a horror comedy owes a lot to Young Frankenstein, and I'm a huge fan of horror comedies. Evil Dead 2, even though that's kind of – that might be a little bit um, – I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a little different. I, I, think, I, don't, I, think, I think Evil Dead 2 kind of goes a bit more in the – a little more campy. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, yeah. The, it's a very slapstick campy kind of humor. But, um, what did you think of Cloris Leachman as, as Frau Blucher? Yeah. She gave me nightmares. No, no, she, didn't. <laughs> no she, she didn't actually. Um, she was funny, man. Like she actually had some pretty funny parts. Like there's this moment coming up where she's like, no milk. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> she, <laughs> like when she. A glass yeah. of warm milk. 
Yeah, man. Like, like she plays. She plays with. Um, she she plays with Wilder like opposite Wilder so well, man. Like I I I dug it. I dug it. Well, um, you know, if they ever remade awesome. this, God forbid, you know, the only person I'm okay with doing her role is Jane Lynch. That's the only person I'm okay Ooh, with doing it. Yes. Like, Jane, Jane Lynch is fucking hilarious. She's great. Um, but I, I think that also, the candles, the, the oh, dude, that's they said this. They're like half our jokes borderlined on insanity because it was so dumb that it was crazy, you know, kind of shit. And like, stay close to the candle, stay close to the candlelight. The staircase can be treacherous. I was like, dude, that's so fucking funny. And it's what's really creepy is you hear this voice in her all the time. And then when they break for bloopers, she goes, ah, come on, Gene, you're making me mess. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's fucking weird. Like, <laughs> like that shit fucked me up. Um, that's <clears throat> acting. That's that's fucking acting, dude. I love that. Absolutely, dude. Um, I love Igor running back. Brokar! And then all the fucking horses <laughs> pick up again. Um, His smile after that, dude. His little smile to himself. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I just, I fell in love with this. This was, I can remember this specific part being younger, being like, this is insanely good. Like, th- this has won me already. And we're, let me see here, fucking 15 minutes in. I was like, holy shit, this has already won me over. Um, but I, I think that, um, oh, sorry, let me say where we are. <clears throat> um, upon Rebel meets Frau Blucher. Uh, oh yeah, and this is where they discover the uh, the like the the hit the secret entrance. You know, we get the scene with her. Uh, right. I've i him. You know, you know, <laughs> with a with a doctor want a glass of brandy before retiring. Ovaltine. <laughs> um, dude, the Ovaltine got me. I was just like the way she like pipes up and says it. Ovaltine, like because you know she's about to turn around and say something else. She's not done yet. But I love fucking. I love. I love Frankenstein just being like, <laughs> just fucking slowly cracking. Like he's slowly like getting pushed further and further to the edge until he cracks. <laughs> oh, dude, she said that she was not prepared for, you know, she's like, oh, Votin. He's like, nothing. Thank you. <laughs> she's like, I was not prepared for like how visceral he was going to be. Then I will say good night. Good night. <laughs> I was like, God, that's so fucking funny. Um, but it's where we get him having the nightmare. Um, you know, Inga comes and wakes him up. Um you know, and this is we have this whole revolving staircase thing. The first time I actually ever saw this scene was in Big Daddy. Have you ever seen Big Daddy, Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's on the TV. We uh, that they oh. have that ba, 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 that whole montage when he's yeah. you know, they're watching Young Frankenstein, and I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And I'd never known what the scene was from, um, but um, but I mean, this is obviously you know, <laughs> okay. Listen to me very carefully. <laughs> With all of your might, shove on the other side of the bookcase. <laughs> like, dude, put that's the candle back. You put the candle back. Uh, this this whole scene's fucking hysterical. I mean, it's that's if if any if any of any of the scenes in this are iconic, this is one of them. And it's it's it, you ha- you got to talk about it. Um, but this whole thing of them of them going down the stairs. Um, Actually, the candle that he's holding, there's a light on the inside of it shining into their faces that's in his, like, hand. I was like, oh, that's Ah. fucking cool. Like, a lot of this shit was, like, super practical. And one thing we should talk about is, like, the budget and shit for this real quick. Uh, Do you know what the budget was for this? Yeah, just under three mil. Yeah. You know what it made back? Fucking something insane, like 58 or some shit. Like, uh, 80? Oh, 86. Yeah, like 86 million dollars back. Here's something interesting. They take this to Columbia. Um, 
they they take this to Columbia, and I think I can't. Uh, I, the producer's name, Michael something. I can't remember the producer's name of this, but he says that he's you know they they take this to um they they take this to Columbia, and Columbia is just like no, they're like you're never gonna make like uh, no no no. Actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. They said um. When they first brought this to Columbia, Columbia was like, yeah, sure, 100%. Yep, cool, you got it. You can do it. Yep, yep, yep. And they were 100% on board with everything. And um, so, actually, this is a direct quote. We knew Young Frankenstein had to be in black and white if we were going to salute those great universal pictures of the 30s. And we thought we needed $2 million to do it. So this brilliant hustler, our producer, Michael Gruskoff, set up a meeting at Columbia Pictures. The meeting was fine. They loved the script. They loved the idea. They wanted to make it. We love you. You love us. Blah, blah, blah. On the way out, I shouted, oh, by the way, we're going to make it in black and white. And then we slammed the door and walked off. A thundering herd of Jews followed us down the hall from the meeting room. <laughs> they were screaming, no, no, wait, come back. Not black and white. I was like, holy shit, dude. I mean, that's from fucking Mel Brooks. Like, anybody can problem with me that's saying awesome. that, you can fuck off. I'm quoting somebody. Like, I was like, dude, that is fucking... I busted out laughing reading this thing. Um, and I love that about Mel Brooks as a guy with a sense of humor, as somebody who's Jewish. And, I mean, he's probably seen and heard and just so many horrible things to still have a sense of humor about sure. things like of that. Of course, man. Especially he Blazing Saddles. Himself. Yeah. Blazing Saddles, uh, a lot of it in Spaceballs as well. Surprisingly. Oh, God, yeah, his fucking dog barf. Like, that shit always cracks yeah. me up. Um, I mean, like, this is a guy, you got to remember, like, he was born in fucking 1926. He's 92 years old. Yeah. Um, 1926, he lived through the fucking, like, the Holocaust, dude. Like, he was, like, prime time age for the Holocaust. Right, um, yeah. And, like, you know, he he saw all the, the, the bad shit that happened and, and everything like that. But, like, the fact that he's still able to kind of, like, 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 Make 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 jokes and pick jokes at it, you know. Like it's it's awesome. Like I I I dig his sense of humor for sure. Now, do you know another movie that uh, Mel Brooks got made? Uh no. It's 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 kind of just just like prepare yourself. It's going to blow your mind just a little bit. It's um the fly. He was what? like he helped get the fly made. Uh, he's like a big producer of that because he said he just loved. I think that's David Cronenberg, and yeah, he Cronenberg. was like, yeah, he uh, like, um, like he just loved it and got it produced. I was like, have you ever seen The Fly? Yeah, I have actually. It's fucking wild. Um, I I just now seen it this year. Um, I, I like I, I bought it on Blu-ray right off the bat. I was like, there's no way, there's no way that this could be bad. Um, but there is, um, there was something funny about like they they sent him. Um, they they sent him the script, and he actually came up with the line "Be afraid, be very afraid." Like the like the biggest line from the fly. I was like, "Holy shit!" Shit. And they started giving him shit on set. They started giving David Cronenberg set uh, shit on set, and Mel Brooks. Like they sent him a letter about something, what they wanted changes, and Mel Brooks was like, "No, no, no! Listen, we didn't ask you for your input. We're telling you that this is what we're doing, or I'm walking away." And I, and he's walking away, and this whole thing's done. And he was like, "You know how many good movies I've made?" He's like, "Fuck off! Leave me alone and let me do my thing." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he fucking really went to the T for David Cronenberg on the fly, and I was like, "That's so fucking cool." Um, but I mean, he kind of gave him a chance when he hadn't really done. I mean, he'd done a few movies, but like, holy shit, the flies went made David Cronenberg. Um, 
But let's get back to this one. Uh, the uh, This whole scene of them finding Igor, you know, looking at the skulls, all of those are real skulls except for the six-month-old head one. I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, that's kind of... And Marty Feldman stuck his head up there and he goes, this is kind of fucking morbid. He's like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> and they're like, dude, it's hilarious. And he goes, okay, I got something funny for you. I ain't got nobody. And like, <laughs> they said everybody just lost it. Um, do I've you know always... what Mel Brooks said about uh, Marty Feldman's? Marty Feldman? No. But I was about to say Corey. Jesus Christ. Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh he's like, he's like, that's that's only a skull that only God can create. <laughs> um this whole scene is 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 fucking hilarious. It stuck with me for a long time. I go Frederick. Um, they're investigating what the sound of this this music coming from. Um, you know, it's, it might be dangerous. <coughs> you go first. <laughs> and like hides behind it. him. Um, <clears throat> they get in. They find uh, what well, they find the laboratory, and then they find this other room. The book. How I did it. <laughs> fucking like, awesome, fuck? dude. That's so great. Oh, that's so fucking goofy. Um, and this that's is really so, that's so Zucker Brothers. I'm sorry. Like I know I keep comparing the Zucker Brothers, like like comparing sorry Mel Brooks to the Zucker Brothers, but it should be the other way around because Mel Brooks did it first. But it's just like I was exposed to the Zucker Brothers first, so it's just like uh, I I feel like I feel like this is very airplane. This is very like scary movie three or four. Like it's just it's it's all it's all that kind of humor, and I I'm I'm there for this kind of stuff. Right? No, hundred percent. It's like you you can't you can't have one without the other. You can't really fail to like mention that. Um, this is where they find the cigar and the violin, I think. Right. Um, I love, I love, uh, like Igor grabbing the violin. He's like, it's still wool. Like something about that cracks me up. I don't know what it is. Um, no, no, I'll tell you what it is because <laughs> it's that trope. It's that fucking horror trope where it's just like, oh, look, the candle's still warm or like yeah. the body's still cold. Like it's just, oh, sorry, the body's still warm. Like, like it's a fucking violin. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, I mean, I guess it would have to be worn because somebody's body is like, wait, what the fuck? Um, but, um, well, yeah, this is, you know, where he just, he, they say, says up reading the book all night. Eh, God, whack. Um, great scene. Cuts back to the paint, the painting. It's like smiling at him. Um, this breakfast scene is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, <laughs> what you say is like, um, you know, so so in other words, his organs, his hands, his feet would all have to be increased in size. Yes, of course, he would have an enormous glanznugen. Like, <laughs> well, that goes without saying. <laughs> He's going to be very popular. Like that. That whole scene is it. fucking. Oh God. Uh, especially Terry uh, Gar. Woof. I'm like, God, she's so fucking hot. It's just like Sound of Music German girl. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, you know, actually, what's so funny is her, they said her blonde hair just showed up fantastic on uh, the black and white, but they had to paint Peter Boyle green. He's like mint green. Like, oh, they said shit. It, they said it just showed up really, really well. Um, you know, Igor makes the drawing. Um I just, I love it. It's, just like, just, just, it's not like, oh, here's all the schematics and everything we need. Nah, it's just a big lumber and fuck. Here you go. Here's the drawing just, I did. It's basically a fucking cartoon, like a, like a Saturday morning cartoon rendition of Frankenstein. I love it. <laughs> right. Um, and we cut to them, you know, getting the body. Um, I love this one. Get down. And then he pushes him down. They go down and then he starts coming right back up. <laughs> it's like, um, they break in. They steal the body. How the fuck do they get under the coffin? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of maggot magic <laughs> right yeah i was like dude I, I guess so much of this stuff is just supposed to be like there's no way is 
hyper focused and shit as Gene Walter and Mel Gibson are. I chalk these up to like they know Mel how Gibson. Student... <laughs> did I keep saying Mel Gibson? God damn yes. it, dude! <laughs> oh God! I keep uh, fu- they will like... never take our freedom. <laughs> right? It just cuts back. It just cuts back to him. He's like, I'm here for the gasoline. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, I guess Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks are are um are just it on so many of these jokes. Um could be worse, how? Could be writing. <laughs> it just starts pouring down. <clears throat> um I, I I don't wanna I also don't wanna go past Marty Feldman's sort of like and, and like there's a little bit of it here, but it happens all the time. The, his movement as Igor or Igor, like the way he like he kind of like because obviously he has to be a hunchback, but like the way he moves his like he his his agility, like the way where he moves his legs, like his sort of like feet placement. Uh, I don't know if you notice, like it's, it's very, um, it's awesome. Like it's a great, great choice. Like it just makes him feel otherworldly. Yeah, he's very like, I don't know, he's very like gargoyle, wiry kind of yeah. like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got this scurrying kind of thing about very him. Very creature-like, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, This whole scene with the constable, why, you're chilled to the bone, sir. Oh um, my God, dude. God, this it's was, fucking great. Oh, the, I... You should have seen the smile. Because, like, I never... Here's the thing. Whenever I watch comedies or, like, read something funny or a meme or some shit, I never laugh out loud. I just laugh internally. Like, I'm not one of those ones who, like, laugh out loud. I, I'm just I'm just someone who's, like, who laughs internally and just smiles. Like, you should have seen this, the massive fucking grin on my face this whole sequence, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, there's only a few moments in this movie that still, like, are, like, gut-busting laughter from me because I just know it by heart. But, like, some yeah, scenes I yeah. still, I just still can't, I still can't fucking help it. They're just so hilarious. Um, him clacking the feet twice to get him to, to shake for him and stuff. I love the, it. The fact that they managed to hit the one rock in that whole road. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did you manage to? It's like hitting the one car in a parking lot. Um so they get the body back. This is where we're kind of half-assed introduced to Peter Boyle, you know, the dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, yeah, uh, that's really the only thing I really knew him from. I'd seen him in the X-Files for an episode. Um, but what, what do you think of Peter Boyle as the monster? Man, he is fucking great. Like, like I, um, like he's Frank from Everybody Loves Raymond, right? Like, I, I love I love him. Like, he's, he's, he's always this cranky old curmudgeon. Uh, unfortunately, he's since passed away, but that's a, yeah, that's sad as well. Um, but he's awesome, dude. Like, like I, I wish that I didn't know it was Peter Boyle before watching this movie, though, because, like, all I can see is Frank from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> right, well, I mean, he um, just, even the, even the haircut, you're like, dude, it looks exactly the same. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, man, I, I really love him. Like, he emotes really well in this film. And like, he's sort of like the physicality of, of, of the, the monster. Now, not Frankenstein. Like, there's a fucking... Uh, that, that's something that guts under my nerves. Everyone calls this monster Frankenstein. That's not fucking true. Like, I, I that that's something that gets under my skin, dude. Like, I hate when people are like, oh, yeah, it's Frankenstein. And I'm like, no, it's not Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the guy that created Frankenstein's monster. Right. In but, fact, there, there's a scene in Monster Squad. They're doing like a monster test. It's like, is Frankenstein the guy, <clears throat> they the monster or the guy that made him? They're like, the guy that made him. He's like, of course. <laughs> like, it's, it's a fucking funny scene. Um, but, um, but yeah, they, they get this body. Um, it, it, I, this is the, the brain stealing scene. Uh, this shit is fucking hilarious. Um, like this whole, this whole b- the brain that they're trying to steal, Hans, Hans Delbruck. 
Um, I love the sl- after four after five p.m. Slip brains through slot and door. <laughs> oh my god! And, and then you like fucking Igor walks in and he like gets scared by his own fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah, he sees his hand and then when the door shuts, he his hand's still behind him and he like looks at it like shh, <laughs> like be quiet. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, this this whole scene abnormal. All of this shit will come back later. It's fucking absolutely hysterical. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 this movie, I guess we should talk about the pace of this movie. I mean, dude, we're fucking 40 minutes into this thing. It like, flies. it spares no time, dude. And they said that was, that was Mel Brooks. Like, Mel Brooks was like, they sat down and it was this, the scene where they first decide to, um, like resurrect Frankenstein. And he said, what you're about to see is a 14 minute long scene that's horrible. In three weeks, it'll be a 12 minute long scene that's a little bit better. And then 10 minutes. And then you'll see an eight minute masterpiece. And Gene Wilder was like, whatever, fuck you. And he was like, I'll be damned if not, like, two months later, I was watching this eight-minute-long fucking brilliant scene. I was like, oh, that's great. That's so fantastic. Um, but, um, but yeah, this, I mean, and, and especially this, I love the fact that they give just a solo scene to Marty Feldman. Just let him do his thing. It's like, dude, you've got him. Like, use him. It, this is so fucking great. Um, because it, it, I could easily, like, it ex- it explains why that, you know, Frankenstein is kind of, but like you could have just left this out and said, you just got a brain that was just, you know, it was just his brain. And that's just what right. happened. It's like, holy shit. But just to give this solo scene to it is, is so fantastic. Um, so they, they try and resurrect him. We get this whole thing. Um, and, and previous to nature and to the very womb of nature herself. <laughs> like this whole scene, <laughs> especially when, they get up there and the uh, Igor's flying the kite like wee. <laughs> Are you sure this is how it's supposed to be done? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, dude, I love that. Tie off the kite and come down. There's a possibility of electrocution. What? I said there's the possibility of electrocution. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you tie off the kites? Of course. He's like, oh, okay. And then we get the hump swap. Um, this shit's fucking hilarious. But but uh, Gene Wilder, I know this is a comedy, but goddamn, like this whole scene of him, you know. Intense. Do you hear me? Give my creation life. I'm like, that's that's so iconic. His, his, I mean, for one thing, he looks like he's got this like eyeshadow on, like mascara, you know, like it makes his eyes bulge out like a lot more. Um but I mean, just that that that's something so iconic, him screaming and his eyes like kind of full of water, the vein going through his head. I'm like, dude, that is that to me, that's one of the most iconic shots of this whole movie. Um, also his hair, dude. Like, let's not forget his hair. Like he looks like fucking like a mad scientist. Oh, dude, absolutely. Like he just looks absolutely he just looks Jerome Silberman, as we were telling saying offline. That's crazy. Um But um so they they give him the shock, uh, throw the third switch, not the third switch, master, do it! <laughs> it's, it's so overdramatic, it's great. Uh, they wheel him down, you know, there's no pulse. I love this glowing effect that they have um, of the of the creature. They said that this was, um, they said that this was uh, basically just a hollowed out dummy that they put a light bulb in and just threw a dimmer switch on it. I was like, God, oh, it's nice. so fucking easy, to, just so easy to get away with shit like that back in the day, especially it's black and white, you know? Um, Especially if you're, if you're, uh, like, you know, even if you do fuck up or show a mistake, like, you can still get away with, like, the whole excuse that it's like, oh, well, look, we're parodying a old, older film, so it's fine. 
Right, yeah. Even if something is in like bad quality or something like that, it's like, well, it's a comedy. <laughs> that's the best part is when you're not being like serious about it, you right. can get away with shit like that. And that's that's fucking fantastic. Um <laughs> so, Imagine saying this kind of shit in prisoners. <laughs> oh my god. Like, this is terrible. Um Gene Wilder's reaction right here is so so fucking good. Him um <laughs> him, him like, oh doctor, no no. If science teaches us one thing, it's to take our, you know, successes as long as our failures with subtle dignity and grace. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> <laughs> Turns around and starts struggling. He's like, you son of a bitch, I'll kill you. And dude, the double pounding, like, on the chest. Oh, like, my we, God. We had to put, like, a plank. They're like, we had to put a pillow and a plank of wood underneath him or, like, or, like on top of him. So he wasn't just, like, crushing Peter Boyle's ribs in. Um but them snatching them off. I don't want to live. I don't want to. <laughs> like that is Dude, so fucking I, funny. I love it. His his man wildest performance in this, especially in this moment, especially in the second half, dude. Like, like it's fantastic the the first half, but like, uh, for me, it was the second half. The more bombastic, fucking like I'm losing my mind kind of nature of it. I love it, dude. He's so fantastic. No, for sure, his madness is so palpable. It's like, and that, that's one—that's one of the great things about Gene Walter is he's—he's he's such a nice guy. Like, have you ever seen um, "Hear No Evil" or "See No Evil, Hear No Evil"? His movie with uh, Richard Pryor. No, I heard it's not that good. Is that true? I fucking love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, it, it's not as good as like Stir Crazy and like some of the other some of the other films they've done together, but I personally like it more. I th- I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, Gene Wilder's deaf, Richard Pryor's blind. Um, it's super super fucking funny. They actually get kind of like framed for murder. It's kind of goofy, but like it's kind of fucking hilarious at the same time. Like at one point they're handcuffed together. Richard Pryor ends up driving, so he's fucking blind driving, and and Gene Wilder's trying to navigate him. You know. <laughs> And he's like, right, That's left, awesome. and <laughs> So Richard Pryor turns to look at him while he's talking to him. And he's like, keep your eyes on the road. He goes, ah, fuck it. Whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> That's like, That's, that, awesome. like telling that to land into a fucking blind guy. Um, that movie, it's it's fucking fantastic. I love it. Uh, there's a screenshot of it at the end. You got to see the movie to get the reference, but it's both of them with ice cream cones on top of their heads, like right in the middle of Central Park. And there's this like great, beautiful background. It was my one of my background like profile pictures for a long time. And I've always wanted to get it printed and framed because it's so fucking funny. And both those guys are gone now. I'm like, fuck, that sucks, dude. Uh, but it's really good. It's it's one of it's personally one of my favorite Gene Wilder comedies. Um but this is where we get introduced to Kenneth Mars. As, and honestly, I can't remember, like, I, for the life of me, I can't remember Kenneth Mars' like character name because I, I just always look at him as like Kenneth Mars, you know, who plays the the inspector, Inspector Kemp. Um, it's like, I, I just, that name, Kenneth Mars, has always stuck out to me. The only thing I really know him from is Malcolm in the Middle. Did you ever watch that growing up? Yeah, yeah. Well, who was he in Malcolm in the Middle? So... In later seasons, Francis gets out of that military academy and he goes to like Canada or something Uh, like I can't remember. It's something like that. He lives with this older couple that own like a ranch or something. And it's like, oh, okay. Otto. He played Otto. Yes. Okay. thank you. Yeah, he Uh, was. I mean, it it was a later edition, you know, but he's still in there. That's awesome, dude. I did not even like that's 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 awesome. I love it. What? Okay. so what is this running joke with his arm? I guess he is based off of a character um, because, and this is something interesting too, when they say we've dealt with this five times before, that's actually accurate. There's Son of Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Return. There's like five movies. Um, So I 
think from what I read, he's actually a play on a character from, I think, Bride or Son of Frankenstein. Um, like a, uh, uh, like a, like a war injured kind of like town sheriff, like in a way, but yeah, the, this whole gig with his arm being like, he's, he's kind of more machine than man. Like he's got the, he's got the, you know, the eye patch on with the monocle over it. Oh my um, God, dude, dude, him. And just the way he controls his arm is fantastic. <laughs> like dude, the, dude, that is, it is goofy as fuck, but I love every second of it. Well, I and love the, it. The noises, the all the clicks and clacks and stuff of him lighting. <laughs> he lights his hand on fire to light his own cigar. Um, and just, you know, they said his German accent. They, they told him to tone it down. And Kenneth Parks was like, no way. So they're like, well, if we can't tone it down, we're going to add a joke in about it. Then no one can understand you. And he's like, good. That's funny. He's like, do it. <laughs> so th this whole scene is actually one of my favorites, one of my standouts from this. Um, just because it's like, you know, um, this, this guy that stands up, I fucking hate this guy too. He's like, there's a Frankenstein and they're all alike. And I was like, this guy is so ridiculous. That's, you know, um, they can't help it. You know, all those scientists say they're here to help us, but what they really want is to rule the world. I'm like, really? And it's like, all scientists think that? <laughs> I was like, that's, that's hilarious, dude. This, they think this, they're better than us. Right, this this whole scene has always cracked me up just from that guy because he's always I'm like, sit down, <laughs> just sit down, <laughs> sit down, um, fuck. But um, I I I love this introduction of Inspector Kep just because he's uh you know a riot is an ugly thing. Once <laughs> you get one started, like he is so fucking great in the way he pronounces stuff. Um, my favorite part of this whole exchange, it might be another one of my top favorite parts of this movie, is when he's like, So before we go around killing people, he's like, We better make damn sure. And everybody jumps back. <laughs> like, dude, jumps. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. He's like, Oh, better make, we better make damn sure. Of our evidence, and he like cleans his monocle off. It's like, dude, this that scene, I still like laugh to tears. It's so fucking funny, man. I like, um, just this going zero to sixty so quick is fucking great. Right, um, like the sh the shocking, like yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Like you're just like you're lulled into this like false sense of security. There's like, bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, basically, this is the townspeople, the elders, asking Inspector Kent to help. Um, you know, uh, you know, what do you say? He's like, uh, I believe what is in order is the doctor and I to have a nice, quiet chat. <laughs> like, just him saying chat and sounding exactly like shit. So fucking funny. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, I think we're actually at about the halfway mark. Uh, what do you say to take a break? Hell yeah, dude. Let's do it. Awesome, guys. We will be right back with the second half of Young Frankenstein. Don't go anywhere. Look who made it this far into the episode. Just while we're taking a quick break here, we've got a few things that we just wanted to put out there for any newcomers, or if you're not part of our growing community, maybe this could benefit you too. Firstly, we just want to let the newbies know about our episodes and the way Midnight Double Feature currently is structured. As you know, right now you're listening to one of our feature presentations. When we started the podcast, we basically built the show around our feature presentations. These are movies that we choose to cover and basically go through everything in the movie that's worth talking about sequentially. These episodes are generally longer and we're definitely looking at ways to spice up our feature presentations by hopefully getting guests on. 
We also have our upcoming attractions episode. Typically, these come out during the week and are much more shorter than our feature presentations. These are hosted by Matt Vella and basically consist of a conversation between Matt and I about any movie news that's worth talking about, quick reviews of movies that are out of the cinema, and other hijinks. Finally, we have our special features. These are usually one-off special episodes that are mostly experimental and don't really have any specific definition. They could be a sit-down with a cast or crew member, a conversation between the hosts, or just a straight-up different thing that might not even relate to film. Before I let you get back to the episode, I just wanted to thank our listeners and supporters. We definitely couldn't have done any of this without your guys' constant support. If, for some reason, you're not a part of our growing community, head to our socials. We've got two pages on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature, which is our main page and has our formal announcements, and we also have the After Party, which is where we post memes, news, and teasers of what's to come on Midnight Double Feature. We're also on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDFPod. You can also send us an email if you have any grievances or would like to let us know what we're doing wrong. That's uh, MidnightDoubleFeature at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, guys. Back to the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Fresh from our break. We're going to jump right back into Young Frankenstein because we are freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. Dude, I thought you were going to go right past it. I was just nope, like, oh, nope, no. Not this time. Not this fucking time. Um, so yeah, we're like I said, we're jumping back into Young Frankenstein. Uh, we're at this scene where uh, they're kind of, you know, discussing the failure of, you know, bringing the monster to life and stuff. Um You've got to, you've got to not think of it. What? You haven't even touched your food. There. I touched it. <laughs> like a petulant child, dude. Oh, it's so fucking good. Like that, 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 like this whole scene is, is fantastic because you, you kind of need something. <coughs> dude, the sets for this, this, it's like, it's like three sets. Like that's it. They have like, they have this whole castle. Um, they have like what a little bit of in the town and then that's it. Like everything takes place at the castle and it's like, God, God. the, the, like, <clears throat> oh, and we, I mean, you know, I hate to say it. We totally went past yep. all the stuff yep. with, I just thought the, about it, <laughs> the, the equipment and stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we went right past it. <laughs> well, yeah. T- tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, all of the, well, most, or actually it might be all, um, the, the, lab- the laboratory equipment is uh, from the 1931 Boris Karloff Frankenstein film, the classic film. So, dude, that, just knowing that was fucking awesome. It's badass. Like, it's so, it feels so authentic, and that's why. No, yeah, absolutely. This guy, um, I, I, God, I feel like such a jackass, I can't remember his name. Um, <clears throat> they they said that he, um, that he basically didn't get the credit for the first time around, the first time they did the original Frankenstein and that they rented this equipment from him. So, cause they were like, he would have just let us use it for free, but we rented him cause we paid him and we gave him a credit. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking cool. But that guy was still living in California. and was like 70 something years old. I was like, Holy shit. Like it's, you're lucky that guy's still alive. Cause it was just sitting like in a storage garage somewhere. I'm like, dude, like, like you're, you're, you're lucky that's just even still sitting there. Um, but, um, this this fucking scene is actually one of my favorites. This this whole thing, this whole thing that Igor says. Um, mm. Well, no, no, no. This like when when they're when they're talking about you know, um, oh, you haven't even touched your you haven't even touched your food and blah blah blah. Like like still on this scene, this shit right here. I got a track for you. You ready? Hit me, hit me. You know, I'll never forget my old dad when these things would happen to him. 
the things he'd say to me. What did he say? What the hell are you doing in the bathroom day and night? Why don't you get out of there and give someone else a chance? <laughs> Dude, especially... He wants to give give someone else a chance, and then he just looks away, all bug eyed, and shoves that whole piece of potato in his mouth, and just keeps eating. Like, dude, dude, you know, I I didn't. So we didn't like talk about that clip beforehand or anything like that. But I knew, like, as I was watching this, I was like, "Oh, Colin's gonna pull a clip from this." I know he is. <laughs> like, I I know he is, man, because like I, dude, I I laughed. Like that, that was so fucking hilarious, man. Like I I was like this this setup for the the joke is all here it's fantastic he's so good yeah this the, yeah marty feldman kills it um but yeah you know we basically start hearing the monster come back to life um oh, i'm not partial to sweets myself but this is quite good he's like i didn't say anything you just made a yummy sound <laughs> like mm. i always I always i always laugh my oh you just made a yummy sound i'm like yeah i guess that's the only way you can describe that sound <laughs> like a yummy sound um but uh but yeah they go down there to see the creature is alive uh this shit it cracked me the fuck up as a kid, and, it, and it's still pretty funny, but it gets kind of slapsticky, you know, as he's like got him by the neck and slinging him around. Like it's it's not as funny as it used to be, but it's still fucking funny, you know. Like the thing that cracks me up is when he's like, "Hello there," he's like, "I'm gonna let you go now," and, and the monster's like, Arr! and he out of the corner of his mouth, he's like, "Is the sedative ready?" Like he's just like <laughs> real quiet about it. Um, but they, you know, they release the monster up. Igor frightens him with the match. He starts strangling him. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Give him a set of give. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. The the charades. Oh, I love it. The, I the love the charades. There's such a small thing if you miss it when he's, like, strangling him. He's like, um, dirty word. He said a dirty word. <laughs> like, what cracks me up is he says, he says, oh, oh, I know. Sedative, sedative, sedative. And fucking Gene Wilder looks up at the monster like, Jesus. And the monster goes, I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they they swap these looks that are so great. Um Set a give. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love, I love like when that comes back, like when, <laughs> when, it, when it's Igor like doing the playing the game, <laughs> right? Because I, I love how this, he, just how calm he is at first. He's like Igor. He's like he calls him over. He's like sit down, you know. And he's like no, no, no up here. He's like oh, thank you. <laughs> he's like that's not Hans Del Brook's brain, is it? And he's like no. And he's like whose brain is it? He goes Abby, someone. Abby, <laughs> Abby, someone. Abby. Normal. <laughs> I was like, dude, that is so fucking abnormal. I never would have fucking thought that. Like, that's hilarious. Um, and I, I love, you know, he's like, you know, that's not as bright as he goes. No, he goes, ah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, he's just so casual about it. I love it. Right. You mean to tell me that I put a rotten, an abnormal brain and a six foot, you know, something, however many pound gorilla <laughs> just starts choking the shit out of him. Um, and, yeah, this is where the set the setting of thing comes back. But uh, but, yeah, this is also where Inspector Kip comes to see uh, the doctor. The, this whole scene's fucking great. Them playing darts. Uh, he's reassuring him that he's not. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, and and I love I I kind of love the attitude that he has. He's like, uh, you know, ghouls and monsters are so passe. This is the 20th century. He's like, yes, but this is Transylvania. And he fucking throws his misses his dart catch. Um, they said that what happened in the scene is they're they're throwing the darts, and Mel Brooks just out of nowhere makes that cat screech sound, and they're like, dude, people were dying because he just improvised it like that and just threw it in there. And I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. so fucking funny, dude. Um, like him, him literally throwing the goddamn dart like backwards, like just, just so f- suck, fuck, 
fucking hilarious shit. Um, <clears throat> he reassures them that, it, you know, nothing's going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, the the gag of them leaving all the fucking darts in the car. Uh, like, that's, that, God, it's so fucking funny, man. Um, but, um, oh, and this is, you know, this is where, you know, we go back to the, go back to the laboratory. Um, they release some course, course Leachman here. God, she's so fucking good, man. Like, she is like, awesome. <clears throat> Especially, he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, no, don't do it. He's got a rotten brain. No, it's a good brain. <laughs> um, but this is also where we see that the music is what kind of calms the the monster down, which is right. which is really fucking cool. the violin. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and dude, one of the best fucking scenes of all time uh, of of this whole movie when when this this whole revelation of like Frau Blucher, you know, of her, you know, she's the one that left him all the stuff and wanted him to see. Um, right. <clears throat> wanted it was her master like, plan. Wanted, right. Exactly. And it's like, dude, this this shit is so fucking funny. Um, like, I for one thing, like Cloris Leachman, like she's such a professional. Like even when it comes to like these boot bloopers and stuff, like you said, she's kind of the one that like. <clears throat> flew off on Gene Wilder and stuff. She's like, and you know, we're all having fun. She's like, but the scene where <clears throat> we first meet Elizabeth, you know, at the castle and um, Marty Feldman attacks her f- for a pellet. It took them like eight or 10, eight or 10 different times to do that. Cause they're like, Gene Wilder would not stop fucking laughing. Um, but I fucking have to play this. I got one more clip for you. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. Then you and Victor were his, his, say it. So awesome, dude. Her fucking eyes are, I mean, her face, she's so, so fucking into this, dude. You can so just tell she's it. having, oh, she's having a fucking blast. Um, <clears throat> but this machine sparks up and ends up scaring the monster away. Um, he's free, I tell you, free! Like, that part always cracks me up. The, vo- the way her voice is just, like, cackling. I'm like, she's fucking terrifying. Um, dude, she could play the fucking, the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, God, yeah. Um, did you get this next scene coming up with the little girl throwing the, the, the petals into the water? Do you know what this is referencing? Uh, no. It, it's actually the original one with Boris Karloff, and I okay. do know that scene. It's, yep. it's, he's throwing the petals and then he throws her into the water because he just doesn't, like, fucking can't get right. Like, you know, he doesn't understand. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently the blind man is also a reference as well, right? Right, yeah. There's a family that he like befriends because they're blind and they can't judge him and shit. Dude, um, this whole this whole thing with the girl. <laughs> the the one, worst parents the, in the, the most, world. Yeah, the most negligent parents on the fucking planet who deserve to get child services called on them like eight million times. Yeah. But dude, I was not ex- <laughs> I was not expecting the shit on the seesaw, dude. Like, like I, I was like, ah, oh, like I know when he sits down, something's gonna happen. And just the way it's like, kind of like he just looks up, and it's just like the way she flies into a bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the whole thing cracks me up with these parents. They're like, you know, as soon as that girl turns fourteen, they're selling her. You know, oh, like they're yeah, just like absolutely. fuck it. Like, <laughs> we, but we traded her for like twelve chickens. Um, <laughs> for no, a these magic people- bean. Yeah, <laughs> they're so fucking ridiculous. Like, I didn't check upstairs. I thought you did. Like, oh, my God. Um, but like you mentioned with the blind man, you know, who's played by Gene Hackman. Apparently, he was just uh, Gene Wilder's tennis partner. They played a lot of tennis. Yeah, together. I read he that. Goes, hey, yeah. 
He's like, whatever you do, I just want to come in and do a couple lines. And Gene Wilder's like, uh, all right. Like, like I, you know, like, I don't really think we have anything. <clears throat> and he's like, the only thing we have is this really small role. And he's like, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, he was such a fan of their comedies. Um, <clears throat> some of this is okay. I don't laugh at a lot of this stuff anymore. I agree. The, yeah, the yeah. pouring the soup on the guy's nuts. Like, it's, you got to remember the time it was in. And it, it's still funny. Part of me still laughs at it. Um, Especially, you know, him like um, him being like, oh, you're a mute and incredibly big mute. <laughs> He's like feeling his shoulders and stuff. Um, but the the part of the scene that really that really fucking cracks me up is when, you know, he goes through, he offers him the soup, he, you know, you know the wine, all this other shit. Well, he breaks through the door and goes, where are you going? I was going to make espresso. <laughs> it was it was improvised <laughs> by Gene Hackman. And they were did, like, because. Go oh, ahead. No, no, sorry, Colin. No, keep going. Keep going. No, I was just going to say they had to, um, they they like, they literally, they had to, as soon as he said, I was going to make espresso, they have to like fade to black right there because people just started dying laughing. They're like, it was so, it was improvised and, and so fucking funny. Yeah, I lost my mind at that, man. That was fucking hilarious. But you also got to fucking remember, man, like this is a, this is a, like Jane Hackman, fucking, like we said, nominated twice and won an Oscar <laughs> already by this point. So it's just like, how weird would it have been to see him like play such a bit part like this? It'd be like random. Up. It'd be like randomly seeing like Gary Oldman and like yeah. a cameo for this. Be like what? Like that's so kind of crazy. Weird. Yeah. Um. So the monster is lured back. You know, he's on the street after he leaves the blind man. We've got them. You know, playing the fiddle and capturing with the net and bringing him back to the castle. Um. I this this part and fucking you know whatever you hear whatever sounds come out of there promise me you will not unlock this door the <laughs> second he gets in there and it's actually kind of a scary shot it's a bit of a dutch angle like on yeah. the monster's face like he comes out and I always I love that shot I've always thought it's great um I love seeing stuff from almost the background rush into the foreground I love that ki- kind of stuff um but just he, you know, the, the, the thing screams at him once. He runs his door and goes, let me out of here. Let me out of here. Get me the hell out of here. He's like, I'll break this goddamn door down and kick your goddamn rotten heads in. He's Mommy. So, dude, dude, he quits like immediately. <laughs> yeah, dude. And Frau Blucher on the other side, nine, <laughs> like trying to get him not to open the door. Um but, you know, he starts showing him the compassion. Hello there. And he's like, yes, handsome you. He's like, and you want to talk about power? You want to talk about raw Olympic strength? You are a god. I, I love this scene, especially the the shit that he says, like, as they're winding this scene down. You know, you're not evil. You're good. This is a good boy. Um, it, it's 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 absolutely great, um, especially once they like this is probably like probably one of my favorite like lined from the whole thing is when he's when you know because he's i mean i'm not going to say that this is like an arc you know like to say that this movie even has a plot is like loose like plot is such a loose term in this movie well it's a parody (laughs) right like like, parodies don't really generally have crazy convoluted plots right but i i love i love the fact that they actually kind of give like not not like an arc but like they you know, he's finally accepting, you know, all the stuff that's been going on in his life. It's like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like, I like that. Um, and, and Gene Wilder, I mean, he just really fucking, he just really sells this shit. I think this is probably one of his best, like, non, <clears throat> um, like, non-comedic moments in the movie. You know, actually, I tell you what, last one, promise. I'm going to hit you with one more clip. All right, hit me. And I want the world to know... <laughs> Once and for all, and without any shame, 
that we love him. <laughs> oh. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to show you how to walk, how to speak, how to move, how to think. Together, you and I are going to make the greatest single contribution to science since the creation of fire. Dr. Frankenstein, are you all right? My name is Frankenstein. God damn, dude. Like, his yeah. fucking delivery. Holy shit. You can hear it in like, the voice, dude. I love it. Yeah, like the vein in his head, he's like almost to tears. He's like spitting and screaming. I was like, this is great. That's like what you were talking about earlier, that slow bubbling intensity underneath. It's like, that's so fucking funny. Um, where, where we cut to the scene of them doing the presentation. Uh, fuck all of these people. Like, uh, like this, the shit cracks me up. He's like, you know, I'm doing something that's never been tried before. And it cuts to this guy in the scene who just kind of like barely puts his hand up to his mouth. He's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Like, these people all like pee on each other. You know, like they do some <laughs> weird shit. Like all these people seem like they're like cannibals or, you know, they're part of like the White Glove Society from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, you know, it's they a deep are, pull. <laughs> they are literally the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> right. I was going to say these people purge like motherfuckers, dude. Oh, um, yeah. But this whole scene, I mean, when you talk about anything being infamous from this movie, it's it's this that the, this whole putting on the Ritz, um, which, you know, we'll hear at the beginning of this episode. Um, but it's it, it's so fucking funny. And I'll tell you something interesting about the scene. Um, they had this Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder started having this um, argument about it. And. In Gene Wilder's own words, just this really soft-spoken, nice guy. He was like, I went from red to purple, like, so fast. And Fuck. I started screaming in front of all these people. He's like, afterwards, I was embarrassed. He was like, oh, but I was screaming in, all, in, in front of all these people about, you know, Mel wanted to cut the scene. And he he's like, I just started flying into it about how this, no, this shows that the doctor's like a success and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And they said in the middle of the Gene Walters, like in the middle of my just screaming, Mel Brooks just goes, all right, cool. It's in. He's like, what do you mean? That's it? He's like, yeah, it's in. He's like, I, why did you put me through all that if you're just going to put it in? He goes, because I knew if you fought for it that you really wanted to put it in there. And that's I was like, awesome. holy shit, like that's hilarious. Like a reverse psychology um, kind of thing. I love it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Right. And a lot of this stuff, I was actually watching something with the editors, like the walk this way joke and like stuff like this that Mel Brooks originally wanted to take out of this when he was like, I tell you what, well, when we cut the rough cut together and we show it to a test audience, if it gets last, we'll keep it. And they said once the walk this way thing happened, I mean, it was like gut busting humor just from everybody. And the editors were like, he's like, if it, uh, Mel Brooks was like, if this scene isn't any good, we're going to cut it. On Saturday, we're showing it on a Friday. And he's like, so the editors leave the theater and they see Mel Brooks like, hey, you want us to go in there and cut it? He goes, oh, fuck you. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know, it's funny. God damn it. Um, but this is where the monster freaks out. You know, putting on the red. Yeah, like, this was, um, <laughs> dude, dude, this kind of reminded me of King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um it, it made me think of Batman Forever when he's getting pelted. He's like, "Why is there always oh, people that bring God. eggs and tomatoes to these things?" Well, I, um, I brought up I brought up the better one, and you had to fucking bring up, <laughs> bring in the fucking Joel Schumacher fucking Batman Forever. No, that is Batman Returns, and that is Tim Burton. Didn't you say? Oh, didn't you say Batman Forever? I thought I said Batman Returns. No, you said Forever. 
Okay, whatever. I tell you what, <laughs> we go back on the recording and I'm right. You owe me a Coke. I, uh, I, I, dude, I heard it and I was just like, ah. Uh. All right, you know, uh, uh, sorry, we don't have any time for this. We got to move on. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just sweep um, it under the rug. <laughs> yeah, just like, just, oh my God, it's so funny. That's like some office shit. That's something they totally do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> office. Just like, a, just um, give an awkward look to the camera and just like move on. Yeah. Um, so the monster freaks out, you know, breaks loose, uh, knocks the doctor back. He's captured by the townspeople. Um, this is where, um, <laughs> uh, where Inga and, uh, uh, Frederick hook up. I fucking love this. I, I love it for, you know, the, the whole scene's funny, but then once they come down <laughs> on the, on the operating table and of course Leachman is like, uh, it's like, oh, your, you know, your fiance Elizabeth will be here any second. He's like, Elizabeth here tonight. She's like, yes, I suggest you put on a tie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, God, I love the, I love the, I love the cigarette as well. Like, cause like, yeah. obviously like the cigarette thing is a big thing. Like, like later when we get, uh, Elizabeth and the monster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but th- this whole, especially, it's it's cool now bringing in Madeline Kahn because it's been, we're an hour twenty five in. She's in like the first five minutes or ten minutes of this movie, so she's. I mean, God, they must have filmed her shit in like a week. Like she must have been done so fast. Um, but I, this is another one of my favorite scenes from this when she pulls up and <clears throat> he's like, "Darling, well, let's call it a night." <laughs> like as soon as she fucking gets there, um, and this is like a standout performance from Marty Feldman right here. I think this is one of his like best scenes in this fucking movie. Uh, or the way he's like, he's talking, he's talking to Elizabeth and he's like, uh, do you love me? She's like, oh, hi. Uh, he's like, say nothing at casual and, <laughs> and like, and like, like sticks himself to the side of the car. It's so fucking like he is on just a whole other level of like, like he's on this like hyper, like she's like, uh, uh, what? And he's just flying by her. Like, it's so fucking funny. Um, this whole thing of. Um, you know, him attacking her fucking like the the pelt that she's wearing, this fur. Um I can't go past when she, you know, she's like, What is it exactly that you do do? And she's like, <laughs> Well, uh, I helped the doctor with you know certain experiments and actually, you know, we have discussions. In fact, we were having one right before you pull out and Gene Waters like I fucking love that part, dude. It's one of my Oh God. Um oh god. Help, help, t- help put these bags inside. <laughs> yeah, and you take all right, you take the blonde, I'll take the one in the toy bin. Um <laughs> this whole seat's great, especially once they get in and he's like, um uh, <laughs> what does he say? He's like he's like uh he's like, Oh well if you need any help with the girls tonight, don't be afraid to get in there and he just like shows <laughs> it. It's like that's so fucking great. Fucking eagle um, over here, the horn dog. Yeah, exactly. It's so fitting though, it's so fucking perfect. Um so uh, this guard, though, fuck this guard, you know, because little, the little boys aren't supposed to play with fire, is they? I'm like, this for one thing, this is Transylvania. And you got a guy from like fucking Oklahoma <laughs> who's one of your guards. Like this dude is so fucking American. I was like, this is Transylvania. I was like, what the fuck? Um, but this guy, I love. There's something oddly satisfying about watching this guy getting strangled to death. <laughs> like it's oh, so- totally. It's such a fun. This this is a guy who like kicks dogs, you know, like 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 this is a guy who who like throws beer bottles at people as he's driving down the street. Um, but um, the monster escapes. The townspeople gather um, with uh, with Inspector Kemp. I love that one pull up on the guy. Kill the monster! Like, did I laugh my ass off every time? It's such an up close like shot on his face. Oh yeah. Um, a riot is an ugly thing, but I think it's about damn time that we've had one. <coughs> um, 
they all take off towards the castle. Uh, I love the scene between, you know, he's trying to bang, trying to bang Elizabeth. I'm like, dude, your balls are both still drained from uh, from Inga. Like, give it maybe, Run. give it maybe a couple of hours. Um, but I love, she's like, I love you. I love you too. Be safe. Don't let the bug bugs find her. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just kind of, <laughs> he's kind of blowing her off. I love that shit. Um, but, um, and yeah, this is where we see what, um, uh, like right after this is where she gets abducted and Madeline Kahn's voice, dude, she's a great singer. Like, I, like as I was watching this, it's like, wow, like you just went up like four notches on the hot scale. Like, cause you could sing. I was like, holy shit. Um, and she, does, I, that's one thing is like Madeline Kahn has this like old school beauty. And not only is she insanely talented first and foremost, she's fucking hilarious, but like, she's absolutely gorgeous and she can sing. I was like, holy shit. Um, I I love um you know Frankenstein takes her you know takes her back you know uh, kidnaps Dude. her and wakes up and she's got the streaks in her hair I was like oh, oh I love fucking it. of course <laughs> I also love I also love like like when he's the shots the shots of like him in the forest like like you know holding her and like you know looking around and shit and then like we we cut to the shots of like everyone like searching for her. Um, Fucking awesome, dude! It looks so so classic. Um, well, and like you get that random guy that fucking bumps into the tree. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when she's on the balcony and you see the sun or the moon behind him, and he yeah. kind of pulls the curtain back. It's like there's something about Frankenstein in a tux that's actually kind of like it's Badass. just a very it, it's kind of a jarring juxtaposition. You're like, wait, what? Like this guy made of pieces of other people in like a very nice suit. Um, but uh, yeah, this is where he whips out his fourteen-inch-long dick and promptly fucks her to death. Where yeah, she what dies do you... from internal bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that? What do you think that dick looks like? Is it like a hodgepodge uh, of like other people's dicks like stitched together? It, I bet you anything. It looks like a half-eaten Jolly Rancher that got dropped on a dirty floor. <laughs> like there's like hair in random places and like black spots and shit. And I was like, oh god, <laughs> like. And uh, this this whole scene, what cracks me up about it is it's Madeline Kahn. You know, uh, you oh, know, totally. uh, you know, seven always was my lucky number. And, you know, he goes out to leave and uh, she's like, oh, you men, you're all like just a couple, just a, couple, just a, uh, a quick six or seven. And then you're off with the boys to brag. <laughs> well, you better keep your mouth shut, mister. <laughs> oh, God, I think I love him. <laughs> dude, dude, I love like as soon as like he whips it out, she's like, woof. <laughs> yeah. like, she's, she's like all frightened and shit. And then just out of nowhere, woof. And then like, I love, I love like the ongoing joke about like, you know, she's scared. She's scared. She starts moaning. She's like, oh. Oh, and then she like goes into the fucking operatic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet mystery of life, I found you. I'm like, oh, that's oh. so fucking funny, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, the monster is lured away by their playing. Uh, he ends up climbing the castle wall. I actually do like the thing, the you know, where he's like, no, let him do it. And, you know, they let him climb over the wall. I was like, that's kind of cool. I do like that. Um, there's not like any, that's the closest to a serious moment you get in this whole fucking movie. You know, um, it's just, it's such a parody. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. They actually do have a moment to where it's, it's like not quite. Uh, just it's not just silly as fuck the whole time. Like scary movie, it's just like, dude, there's no kind of like that thing barely has a fucking story. You know, you can tell they go joke first and then slap the movie together. Um, but yeah, the, the what they have this kind of uh, they have this I don't know what you'd call this this brain swapper like fucking Doctor Farns or Professor Farnsworth from Futurama would have like this like brain swapping yeah. machine. Um. 
you know, they're saying they need uh, they need 15 minutes, not one second before, not one second after. Uh, we've got the villagers banging on the door. I love Kenneth Mars when they they pick him up like the battering ram oh and start God. using it. His Once arm. he comes. Dude, not only when he comes through the door, it's it's like he, his face is dead in the middle of the screen. The doors open up from the inside, and he just goes <laughs> like with his arms stuck out. I fucking laugh my ass off at that every time. Like when you're when you're younger, Igor and you know is the funnier one and stuff, and he's still hilarious. But like as I'm older, I forgot how fucking funny inspector kip is it's like dude <sighs> this guy is outstanding for the little bit he's in this movie he's that fucking memorable yeah he's like, definitely that- I, I i definitely wish there was more of him like it's a bit more it's more it's more than an extended cameo a little bit so i definitely wish there was a bit more to him but he's fucking hilarious dude right there's a there's a lot of deleted scenes for this too they had to cut out a lot of stuff um but they end up interrupting the transfer. Um, you know, they go to take him off. I love, put that man down. Um, <clears throat> the monster gets up. The director goes, and who are you to be ordering these people about? <laughs> and he's like, I am the monster. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, I uh, I see that you are the monster. <laughs> like, he, his fuck, he turns into a puss, like, real quick. Um, I love this scene, you know, this, this man, you know, um, you know, loved me and, you know, all, all I wanted to return to love, but since I couldn't express that, expressed it through fear, that's straight out of the book. Um, which apparently I I read that Mary Shelley was high on fucking opium when she wrote that book. Like what happened was this is like a little side tangent. She and I think her husband and and another couple, like, I can't remember, but they, they got kind of like, it was storming really bad for several days, like these really bad, uh, uh, thunderstorms and they couldn't leave. So I think one of their friends who was a poet, Lord, something challenged them all to a scary story. Lord Byron, thank you. You know, whoever could write this scary story and it'd be the scariest would win. And it's just kind of entertaining and passing the time. And she kind of wrote this after seeing the <clears throat> the um, oh god, the kind of like the the show and tells of of using electricity to move like dead tissue and stuff. So she was just inspired by that and she wrote it. And she was just fucked up on opium the whole time. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah way to go. That's like some Stephen King level <laughs> shit. Like, dude was so coked out he doesn't remember writing Cujo. I'm like, oh, that's fucking badass. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely yeah, that, I I think you're on the money there because I like when I remember studying this from English, like that definitely came up. Um, her husband's name was uh, Percy Bish Shelley. Uh, he was there as well, I believe. So per- Percy Bitch? <laughs> Percy Bitch? Shelley, yeah, for sure. Um... <clears throat> So yeah, this is you know kind of wrapping it up here. The the monster explains himself. Um, you know, yeah. Oh well, of course this is a completely different situation. And he gives him his hand and yanks his fucking hand off. That that kind of like like sound it makes when it when his hand comes out. Oh shit! Um, everyone to the lumberyard. <laughs> like something about that just cracks me up. Um, we see you know. Uh, Inga and Franken, uh, Frankenstein, um, like now they're married. Uh, I love this whole thing because it, it's weird. It's it's a it's an odd scene in a way because she starts singing and he kind of starts having this like moment of like I don't know what you would call it. And I was like, that's such an odd touch. I was like, but it's nice. It's nice that like you can see that the effect like that this experiment has like had on him. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this is weird to put this in at the last second. I see. Yeah. I thought this was gonna like. 
I thought this was going to like go somewhere when I was younger. I was like, is he going to turn into Frankenstein now? Like, what's going to happen? I was like, but it's just a nice little touch because it's kind of scary. I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And he's it's so definitely unsettling. It. Yeah, it's definitely unsettling. And I think that's what it was going for. Like, kind of like a, like, you know, although the movie is a comedy, like, you know, like you said, it still needs to have those kind of like horror elements. So I think kind of like ending it with this sort of like flourish where it's just like an unsettling. Like, that's that's awesome, dude. I love the way this movie ends. Yeah, it's great, especially everybody getting laid but Igor. Um, (laughs) Poor boss. I love Madeline Kahn coming out with the Bride of Frankenstein look. Uh, I I have one for your shirts and your poo-poo undies. I'm like, poo-poo undies? Huh. He's like, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, some people, including myself, have the occasional skid marks, but goddamn, like, I don't have a bin for them. Like, I have them so much. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like, oh, dude. I. I was just late to the podcast because I was washing my sheets because I shattered them again. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking a Cloris Leachman standing over me and I shit all over the bed. <laughs> Ovaltine! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looker! <laughs> shit all over the bed. Um, oh, good God. But I love how he's just reading the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. It's just like, oh, say you like daddy's little party. He was just doing it for you. Um, um, and we see what they've gotten, uh, what they've gotten in return for, for him swapping part of his intelligence that it's kind of even, that part's even scary because it's zooming in on Gene Hackman's face or God damn it. Um, <laughs> Gene, Gene Walters, <laughs> dude, Mel, Mel Gibson and Mel Brooks and Gene Hackman and Gene Walter. No, um, the, the, the part of him, the zooming in on his eyes and just that, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like that kind of, that's still very the unsettling. Sound scares like, me. Yeah. Um, and he winds up, uh, yeah, fucking Inga to death on their wedding night because he splits her in half well, with his with his horseman dick. Um, <laughs> with his with his weirdly, yeah, weird weird dick, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, fuck it, man. That's Young Frankenstein. That's it. Whew. Boom. So I tell you what, um, I'll pull up some listener comments real quick. Um, we've got some on Instagram. We've got some on Facebook. Do you have any that you want to read out? Um, I am just navigating myself to, uh, the after party, um, to check out some comments, but yeah, if you want to go sh- uh, fire off the ones on Instagram for sure. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, as you guys heard, we had kind of like a little battle, uh, between Birdcage and Young Frankenstein. Uh, I told Zoheb, I was like, we gotta have something funny. I gotta laugh. Uh, and, you know, I, I need something that's just laid back. We've been doing Prisoners and Whiplash and In the Mouth of Madness. And I was like, dude, it's been forever since we've done a comedy. Um, and and I just, I love it so much. I think it's, I think it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and so do a lot of people. We had like, we had a lot of people pop up on our Instagram voting for this. Um, there's a whole podcast called The Wilder Ride, which I actually haven't listened to yet, but they just launched, they have a whole podcast about Gene Wilder. I was like, holy shit, like that's actually really fucking cool. Um, <clears throat> but so many people voted for this over favor of Birdcage, and I was actually super surprised. I was like, man, I really thought the Birdcage was going to win. And to be honest, I kind of wanted it to win because <laughs> like I love it, but at the same time, um, <clears throat> At the same time, like Young Frankenstein is like a classic, but the Birdcage is almost like criminally underrated. Um, but I-, I tell you what, you go ahead with go ahead with your comments from the after party first. Yeah, so um, classic, classic Patrick Harrington, dude. 
Love him. <laughs> of course, because of course, of course, we have a comment from Patrick Harrington. Ah, uh, so beautiful. Uh, he said, "Bob." <coughs> His Mrs. Bob and him uh, got to see the musical here in Des Moines. It was hysterical. Yeah, so apparently this is a pretty big musical, right? I, yeah, I think it came out in like 07 or something because it had Mel Brooks attached. Like he did the lyrics and music and stuff. Like he was very involved. That's badass. Um, I'm trying to find my way to that original post where we do the voting. Uh, okay, here we go. So, um. Patrick voted Young Harry. Uh, yeah, we, we don't have to go through this. Um, I'm just like, <laughs> I posted the gif of, of Thor in Avengers. I have no idea what's going on because I've not seen, <laughs> I've not seen the Birdcage or Young Frankenstein. Um, okay, now I'm gonna fuck up this name. Lan- Landry Hammock. Is that right? Oh, uh, L- Landry Hammock. Landry Hammock. Sorry, fuck. He said, "Dang, both so good." I used to watch the Birdcage on repeat, so I'm gonna have to go with Birdcage. Sorry, Landry. Landry? Landry. What? Yeah. Fuck. That's, yeah, her name is Landry. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, a, I thought it was he. Oh, I know. You said he, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Nah, I'm so- she'll, she'll never listen to this shit anyways. Um, uh, <laughs> no. Levi, um, Levi Clark, why not both, for sure? Yeah, dude. I fucking love Levi. <laughs> dude. And that, that's going to happen. We'll cover Birdcage at some point. Oh, eventually. Um, we, you know, we got some on our Instagram as well. Um, uh, UK uh, 67 uh, talking about this is one of the top three funniest movies ever made. Uh, and of course, Blazing Saddle was, was their number one airplane and then Young Frankenstein. So I'm like, yeah, that's a man of refined taste. Um, and we just got so many votes on fucking because Birdcage came up like twice. And I was like, all right, cool. And then Young Frankenstein just came came hauling for that ass, dude. It just came flying. I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because it's just it, it's one of the best comedies of all time. Um and I kind of just, uh, I tell you what, I'll go ahead with my closing thoughts yeah, because, you know, uh, I, my, <clears throat> I think movies like this only come around once in a lifetime. And when somebody says, you know, you ever see those memes where it's like, uh, you know, out of all the time that's ever existed, you know, be happy that you exist in a time when like Rick and Morty is around or something. And, you know, that's funny, but like, I genuinely am like, thank God I saw this movie. Cause it's just, it's one of the funniest things ever made. It's, it shaped my humor in a lot of ways, like being younger, um, like this stuff, and like I said, any of the Edgar Wright stuff, this quick British kind of clever humor. Um, and I really wish that this could be the return to form coming back to like American comedy and like the renaissance of horror that we're having right now. I really want to have this like renaissance of like comedy stuff. And and there's still there's a lot of comedy stuff coming out. But then, you know, like you've got. That this this Ghostbusters reboot that really didn't go anywhere. And then you've got like Holmes and Watson that didn't really go anywhere. And it's like a lot of these worn out kind of like our comedy actors when some of the funniest stuff that's out there right now is stuff that's on television uh, and shows that people just really like a, a, a lot of shows and people just kind of like giving the chance stuff like Blackish and Fresh Off the Boat. I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. I love Bob's Burgers. Um, and I really wish that was the same case with film because I, I just I, I don't see a lot of like trailers for comedies. And I'm like, I want to go see that. Like this new movie coming up with these three kids who it's basically like it's basically like a Seth Rogen movie, but they're all young kids and they find like a like like BDSM stuff and they find like all this crazy shit. Um, but it's just like a bunch of foul mouth kids the whole time. And, yeah, that's funny, but like it's not like. It, it it can't be funny just on its own merit, like like this kind of stuff. Like this stuff is right. just silly, kind of funny. But it's not like like even airplane and scary movies seem like way over the top compared to this. Like this is this is so 
Like it, it's got some absolutely absurd stuff, but they kind they know when to dial it back. And and, and that that's the best part. They know when they're going too much and it's not being funny. You know, they know when it they they need to be tasteful about stuff. Um, like I said earlier, they just really don't fucking make movies like they used to. And this is just such an example of that. Cause I, I mean, like I said, this is definitely in probably my top ten favorite movies. If not my top ten favorite movies, definitely my top three favorite comedies. Um, I think this shit is just so fucking funny. Uh, it, it it started my love for like the horror comedy genre. You know, stuff like Have you ever seen Dale and Tucker versus Evil? Oh my god, I fucking love that movie, dude. You, know you, you took it out of my mouth because I was about to bring that movie up when you said there aren't that many good comedies anymore. I love that movie. Yeah, that's great and stuff like that. But like, how many people have seen Dale and Tucker versus Evil? I mean, it's it's a it's a good movie, you know. And I'm not saying it's as good as this, um, but I was like, man, even that, like, even that's so fucking underrated. You know, you have stuff like uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse that was kind of funny. Then you have like Warm Body and Dale and Tucker versus Evil. John <coughs> dies at the end. John dies at the end is fucking weird. I've seen parts of that. Um, that movie is fucking out there. Um, but really when it comes to like just the, the horror comedies, I think that I don't think anything of recent has ever been better than Shaun of the Dead. That's the, and, and that's, that's the closest thing that the kind of conquers is like, you know, the subject matter, it's, it's, it's a horror comedy, but like, it's a, it's, it's a horror first with comedy kind of sprinkled through versus like something like this. That's a comedy first with just a horror background. Um, but I absolutely love this movie. I, th I think that. I, I it, it's it just it it makes me yearn for a different time in like cinema and it, it, it makes me want to like when American comedies were not just these like just the wave of stoner comedy that just took over or the wave of improv comedy with like the office and S and you know like sh shit like that where you have these movies where you can tell they're highly improvising a lot of the stuff and it just man it fucking sucks and I don't like it and and it's it's one of the few things I'm actually like really down on in terms of like American cinema and stuff is like just comedies have recently have sucked ass like the hangovers were good, you know, but then, you know, you've got stuff like the campaign and a lot of these terrible movies that just like nobody's trying to make a young Frankenstein. They know that, oh, we're going to slap Seth Rogen and Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart and The Rock in this movie. And we know it's going to make six hundred million dollars because, you know, there are tent poles for stuff. And I'm like, man, nobody wants to make this kind of quick witted humor. A lot of this stuff is just like Haha, awkward. And, and and it sucks, man. I, I can't stand a lot of American comedies um, because no one's really trying to make something like great anymore. I feel like like the, the, well, I think. Something on like the on the level of like even like Dumb and Dumber, you know, Dumb and Dumber is like I think one of the last like really fucking fantastic comedies. It's like so self aware, and you just don't see that kind of stuff anymore. And it's, and it's kind of disappointing, right? And a one of those stuff, one of those directors. Sorry to interrupt, uh, Colin. Just while we're here with uh, Dumb and Dumber, no, 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 go ahead. Uh, one of those directors, the Farrellys, has moved on to pretty much drama now. Like he directed Green Book, so. Um, like he's, oh shit, yeah, yeah, he's he's overdoing like uh some serious shit. Damn, I did not know that. Um, but, you know, I just I, I really hope one day they can get back to making kind of comedies like this. Uh, but I, I don't see it happening in the future. But this will always have its place in time. It's one of the best movies of all time. Uh, it's one of the funniest movies of all time. Uh, just such a simple premise, simple budget. And the, the warmth of this thing that you know how much fun that they're having on set just like. God, it, it makes me so happy to know that they were they were having that much fun on set the whole time. Uh, it's and it's 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 just fucking fantastic. Um, 
But I mean, you, you go ahead. What, what do you think about this? Give me a rating on this as well. <clears throat> oh fuck! I was scared you were gonna ask me for a rating. Um, like, <laughs> look, look before, like I let me let me touch on some stuff that you just said because yeah, you you went off on a rant which was awesome. I love that because like <laughs> no 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 dude, I, I I sat here writing a little like some notes and shit. Like I was like let, let's 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 get into this. Like we probably should have led with this. We <laughs> I love that this is all at the end of the episode, but. I think I think I did mention on the Superbad podcast um, that that movie kind of ushered in this whole sort of like new wave of like comedy, right? Like this whole stone of comedy, this Judd Apatow sort of like comedy. Um, and sure, that's not for everyone. Like, you know, it's not, it definitely isn't for everyone. Uh, and it de- definitely is a massive departure from like this kind of like film, like Young Frankenstein or like, you know, films like the like Airplane or, or Naked Gun. Um, it's definitely a different kind of comedy. Uh, and then you've got movies like like you hit you hit it as well. Like you said, that kind of like improvised sort of like office style comedy. One of my favorite comedies in the last ten years is um, What We Do in the Shadows, directed by Waka Taika Waititi. Yeah, um, that's horror comedy. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah, it's really good, but it is very sort of like situational, like. Um, like, like it's, it's, it's like the office dude. It's basically the office, but vampires. Um, and I'm all in on that. Like, you know, I love that office style kind of like awkward humor stuff. Um, it's look, I'm, I'm going to say it's not, I don't think it's as good or as effective as airplanes comedy or even this young Frankenstein's comedy. I'd, I'd like it to be well-written. I'd like it to be sort of like, um, very witty and there are there are actually a couple of people that do do that in cinema these days um uh fuck uh i'm forgetting the first names uh phil lord and chris taylor um so those two directed 21 22 jump street they did the lego movie have you seen the lego movie dude i have not dude i'm not even kidding fucking check it out like it is so witty like like that 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 script is fucking hilarious man like definitely check it out um but i think 21 jump street like you know even though you know you can slap it with that like that sticker it's like oh it's a reboot a remake it is i think it's fucking clever man like i think it is a like a a cut like a little bit of cut a cut above other general sort of like reboot sort of like comedies like i i definitely dig that script I, i'm not gonna say it's the best fucking comedy of all time just an example of like <coughs> a couple of directors who are like definitely putting shit out there that's really really awesome um and we covered one of my favorite comedies of all time and granted it is kind of like a diamond in the rough because like no one is doing movies like this tropic thunder dude like yeah Tropic Thunder is a movie that's uh, mostly scripted. Like, you know, there is definitely some improv in there, but definitely. But see, the thing about Tropic Thunder is like it, it's mostly using the concept as comedy. Like it's not necessarily using the script or the dialogue as comedy. It's mostly using the concept. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a bit more. It's a bit different, right? No, I mean a, a little bit, but still, they they stick to their premise like very well. They stick to the plot. They let the characters kind of kind of do their own thing you know what i mean yeah yeah i get you i mean like i think i think there's definitely like gems that are out there um but they're definitely not coming out in droves like they were back in the 80s or 70s um and look it does suck like i mean like it's just i guess it's just the way of the world now which 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 is not uh that's not a good thing um you know, I would like to see more things like this but i guess it's just more like more about the talent right like i mean 
we just said that fucking uh, Mel Brooks is in his nineties, and you know the Abra- like the Abrahams and Zuckers, I mean they're not doing this shit anymore. Um, so I guess it's just kind of like this dead sort of like era of cinema that's just going to kind of like live there um, and become like cult classics, which they have. So um, right, right. Yeah. like I, dude, I, I've just I've Googled recent American comedies, and it's like just fucking stupid shit, dude. Like. Shit like Girls Trip, Baywatch, the the house, oh. man's bodyguard, fist fight. I'm like, dude, all of these are <coughs> terrible fucking like yeah. American like comedy movies. The the Happy Time Murders, the Spy Who Dumped Me, Life yeah. of the Party, yeah. Blockers. Yeah. It's like, dude, all of these are fucking shit. Yeah, man. I like, agree. I agree. They're not good. Like they're not. They're not good. I mean, like they're no fucking like School of Rock, Richard Linklater, like. Fucking right, that's fucking funny. Amazing comedy, dude. Um, I had another one. Uh, Christ, um, <laughs> Mean Girls. <laughs> no, I've never seen that, but I, I've heard it's good, dude. It's actually hilarious. Like these are these are kind of like these these don't really fall under that kind of like cross humor sort of like you know subgenre of comedy. Um, they're kind of like a cut above. So yeah, man. I think there's definitely stuff out there, definitely less than what we're used to, but um, it's just the way of the world, I guess, right? Um, also, another one that's really, really funny, and it's really, really weirdly, like a weird kind of humor, Wet Hot American Summer. I've never seen that. Dude, <laughs> watch it, and then watch the Netflix fucking series. It's... Yeah, you'll you'll be like, what the fuck is this? It is it is honestly probably as close to the Zucker sort of like comedy or this kind of Mel Brooks comedy. Like it is so fucking stupid that it's hilarious. So right, yeah. like the kind of stuff I will say since I've been such a negative Nancy about like American comedies, like the stuff that did come out that's been great over the last like t- like ten years has been like Bridesmaids, Twenty One Jump Street, yeah. uh, Easy yeah. Easy, the Horrible Bosses. I'm like, dude, that oh, is fucking bosses. great. Fuck yeah, that's man. such a fucking great movie. Um, like Kick Ass, Deadpool, like shit like that that have been Paul. Like I love Paul with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like even though that's not Edgar Wright, it's still fucking great. Like they're still fucking funny. Um. But um, but I'm sorry, you don't know. No, fin- finish your finish your thoughts. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, and one more that I'm going to throw out there: fucking Game Night. Check out Game Night. Fucking. Awesome I wanted movie. to see that, but I've never watched it. Really, really good. Um, <coughs> but yeah, uh, rounding it off, my thoughts, dude. Uh, really, really glad to finally be seeing this movie. Uh, for the first time, man. Like this was really hilarious. Uh, very unique. Very. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting because, like. Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs were a lot more sillier. Like, they're a bit more juvenile. Like, I was expecting this to be uh, a little, uh, you know, have, like, those elements of, like, juvenile humor to it, like, which it does. Like, you know, you can't you can't deny that it doesn't. Uh, but it definitely goes, like, a, a step above that. Like, it's a bit more... There's there's a lot more weight to the performances, especially Gene Wilder. Like when he goes fucking ham and he goes insane, he goes insane. Like he dedicates himself. He's awesome, dude. Um, the but the way the way the jokes are set up, like the payoffs are fantastic. Uh, Frank Boyle. I don't want to go past Frank Boyle. I feel like we we glossed over him way too much throughout the episode. Um, but. Yeah, he's he's awesome, man. Like he doesn't get like obviously that much to do, but like I do like his monster. Like he's better than fucking Robert De Niro, right? <laughs> I I like some of the stuff that De Niro did. Yeah, me like, too. I'm I'm being a shit. He, 
No, he's like at a, in a terrible movie. He's the best part of a terrible movie, and even he's not fantastic in it. I agree. I agree. Uh, so yeah, man, very very fantastic movie. Um, definitely recommend this one to watch to anybody. Uh, it's aged very well because uh, like it's supposed to be a throwback to the '30s, so it's it kind of masks its age, which is very clever, um, and it does feel very timeless. So yeah, I'll definitely be watching this again for sure. Hell yeah. Speaking of horror comedies, actually, uh, Zombieland Double Tap release date has been pushed back one week. Uh, so that's Oof. cool. They're making a second one finally. It's been fucking 10 years. Like, damn. It's been like, I think, yeah, I think it's been 10 years. 10 since, years, 2009. Since, yeah. God, that's crazy, dude. Um, But yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. I mean, I love this movie. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I, I'm, I'm so glad I have this. <laughs> I've got the making of it here. I've got this book. Um, yeah, I watched the documentary today and I feel like I've learned so much about this movie and just about comedies in general. And it kind of helps even with like, I like writing comedy sketches. I, I've written a few before and I have ideas for some. Um, and, you know, we've, we've sketched some stuff out, me and some friends. I've always wanted to film some. And it's something I might actually get into because they're, I love filming and I like writing and stuff. But, like, you can't really make a movie when you have no fucking budget. But, like, you can do sketches. You can get an iPhone out and, you know, get a mic and boom, you're good to go. And it, it it's okay if the quality's back because it's comedy. Like, that's what's great about it is, like, sometimes it makes the stuff even funnier uh like the candles not being lit or like them being under the coffin you're like wait what like it's it's kind of silly um, um so i i completely forgot to give my score on it and i have been thinking about it and dude it is a 10 i'm sorry there's nothing i can change about it so like, right. like there is a reason that like the like the listeners heard pretty much no negatives throughout this episode and i think it's just because we can't find any Right, yeah. the The only th- negatives I can give is like some of the slapsticky stuff doesn't hold up, and that's it. That's like that's nothing, dude. That that's like a, maybe one percent off from a hundred, you know. And I'm like, dude, it's 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 one of the best comedies of all time. I think it's fucking hysterical. Um, but um, but yeah, I tell you what, we uh, you want to wrap it up? You want to get out of here? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to check out ch- check us out anywhere else besides here, um, you know you can find us on Facebook at Midnight Double Feature. We've also the group attached to that called the After Party. That's three words, and everybody's invited. We're on Instagram at Midnight Double Feature. We're on Twitter at MDF Pod. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Please stop by and rate review us on iTunes. Uh, that's really, really, really going to help us out. We've been seeing you know an uptick in our downloads and. You you know, in uh, an uptick in our reviews as well, so they go hand in hand, and we'd love we'd love to fucking do this full time. So the more we get reviewed, the 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 poss- the poss- the you know the possibility that can happen grows. Um, so yeah, stop by, rate and review us on iTunes, send us some e- email midnight double feature at gmail.com. If you guys have any ideas, questions, concerns, complaints, um, anything, you know, I'd love to hear requests from people all the time. Uh, like I said, one of the episodes, Patrick Harrington, uh, Patrick Harrington sent us a list of some that we're definitely been looking over and considering, uh, cause any, uh, we just, any and all feedback would absolutely be great. Um, thanks so much guys for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed covering it and we will check you guys out later. Mm